I'm Mark Pavitas, and I'm listening to the MBM Podcast. This is Tim Tunnerman from Team Associated, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. And I'm Ryan Lutz, um, here with the MBM Podcast. I'm Jason Snyder, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. My name is Dakota Fend, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. I'm Brandon Rohde from LiveRC.com, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. I'm Randy Pike, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. You're listening to the MBM Podcast. My name is Ty Tessin. Here we are, MBM Podcast, episode, what episode are we on now? 105. <clears throat> I think 11 officially, Yeah. right? Our, our 12th recording, but our 11th uh, episode officially, because we had our special edition episode there. The Brandon Rohde one was 11, or 10 and a half. 10.5, we'll call it 10.5. Mike's <laughs> on with us through Skype, so uh, if he disappears because we over-talk over him, well, that's his loss for not being here. Too bad. Jim's here with me. Didn't know if he was going to make it or not. I'm here, uh, though. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tonight, we're going to obviously talk about the race results from this past weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to have Edwin Hartman on. He's the regional team manager for Techno RC, um, as well as uh, owner-operator of Dutch Oven Designs. Um, we'll get more into that after. Um, but I think what we're going to do is a little different than usual. We're going to go ahead and call Edwin right now. Um, get him on with us, um, and go from there. Yeah, hello. Edwin. What's up, guys? Took us long enough to call you back, didn't it? <laughs> that's, that's all my fault, I think. No, it's a combination of you being late, Mike screwing up his computer, and a whole leather list of things. Rookies. We try, we try. Um, first off, obviously, <laughs> th- thanks for chatting with us. Uh, we appreciate that, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. So, without uh, without hesitation, obviously, uh, let everybody know uh, what you do. What I do? Um, so, I'm the regional team manager for Techno for the southern Midwest area, uh, as well as a team driver for Techno. And um, Besides that, I also own Dutch Oven Design. Oh, okay. So, Mike? Yeah, I got to ask that question. (laughs) (laughs) Have at her. (laughs) Where did the Dutch Oven Designs name come from? (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) Um, Well, I I actually uh, was born and raised in the Netherlands, so I'm 100% Dutch. And so based on that, we wanted to come up with an original name, and I was chatting with one of my buddies in Dallas and he threw out Dutch oven designs and it stuck so that's where it came from something original and something that's kind of funny but well, <laughs> oh, it's definitely funny <laughs> well it's funny for for those of us who who realize you know the joke but, but, but behind a Dutch oven but then at the same time 
you know, if I were to say that to my stepfather, he wouldn't go that route. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I have one of those things. I put it in my oven with a yeah. lid and everything on it. True, so, yeah. true. <laughs> but the oven part kind of applies with, um, with making the T-shirts, et cetera, because we do use um, a heat transfer. Um, so it is a hot element that presses down. So it is kind of an oven. So in that way, it applies too. So it kind of worked out well. Yeah, I have to say, I um, I'm speaking on my sub- behalf of myself anyway. I love the shirts. Um, oh, the shirts are nice. Very they, nice. They came out awesome. I'm I'm super super. I was yeah. yeah. I got to get that video up on Facebook for you to see. I was grinning ear to ear. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, I think yeah, I think I've... they turned out really well with the microphones, and, and we were oh, able to keep awesome. a lot of detail in there. So. Yeah, yeah, and I like I like the the way you added the red to it. That's uh, yeah, I love that. It looks very sharp. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait till you see your wife's tomorrow with the pink background. I think you'll really like that one, too. Oh, boy. Actually, I probably won't pick that one up probably till Thursday. Gotcha. I, I got to go over and see Joel. But, yeah, I know I'm, I'm definitely uh, definitely looking forward to, to, to getting, the, getting the other ones, obviously. Um, yeah, and the window, window decal turned out pretty nice, too. Oh, man, when you sent me the picture of that thing... My, what, is, what is it? I got him to make me a, a, a window uh, vinyl for the back window of my truck. Oh. Yeah. Right <laughs> Do you make underwear? <laughs> sure. Matt, Matt wants a pair of underwear with his name across the butt cheeks. <laughs> to go there with his go. tramp stamp? Yeah. <laughs> we, can do a, we can do any of that. <laughs> it would oh, be even dude. more appealing than my name on it if he wears it. <laughs> yeah. Free advertising, eh? Sure. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I won't say no to free underwear. I've got designs right on the back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Good thing Matt's got a big butt. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, you're too much, Mike. You're too much. Speedo season's just around the corner. So, Edwin, tell me a little bit about some of the guys you know up the uh, up uh, up our way, because uh, I know obviously you have a little bit of history with a few of the guys that uh, we know. Yeah, um, back in 2000, I moved to uh, from the Netherlands to Michigan. Um, then in 07, I started racing or started driving an A-scale nitro car um, and found a track in Goebbels called M40 Raceway. Um, at the time, they only um, they only did practice there, so it was just open to the public, um, but no racing, no driver stand, no nothing. So. We got that going, uh, got a scoring system in place for them and started organizing races. And from then on, <laughs> I got the opportunity to start a whole new racing facility, or RC facility at a motocross facility in Martin, Michigan, called MX-131 at the time. Um, so we got that going, built a really nice track. Oh, the driver's stand was awesome. Um, that lasted, I think, three years. Um, and then the owner thought it was a great idea to combine the RC track with a pit bike track. Oh, my God. Um, and that happened a week and a half before we had a big regional race planned at that track. So we showed up to get the track ready and noticed that all the tubing was pretty much gone. And the track was suddenly a lot longer and didn't look like an RC track no more. So at that time, we decided to pull out. And buy a 12-acre pro- acre property to uh, 
to start my own track. Um, I was in Fruitport, Michigan, and it was called the Stables Raceway um, because the driver stand was actually a an old farm barn. You would stand in the second level of the farm barn with windows cut out, and that was the driver's stand. So it turned out really nice. Um, and then started also organizing the West Tri-County Shootout Series uh, for West Michigan to get uh, to have a series for mostly nitro races um, because there was nothing in, uh, in West Michigan at the time other than club races. Um, that lasted a couple of years, and it was pretty successful. People were excited about it. However, at that time, a couple of years in, the east side was lacking a series. So I partnered up with with a couple of guys from the east side, uh, Tony Carnes, um, the late Bill Bridges, and uh, Christopher Stroh. At the time, we started the Michigan State Championship Series. Um, <clears throat> the goal with that series was to cover more of Michigan. Um, the first year, uh, we even went up north to Gaylord. We got, you guys probably know the track up there. Yep. Um, and then went as far south as, as State Line in uh, northern Indiana. And then uh, one or two tracks on the west side and a couple tracks on the east side. Uh, that that series is still active, uh, but um, I moved to Austin, Texas last year, May. So I uh, I handed over the reins to a couple other folks, and they've been doing an, an excellent job. And the series has, has been growing every year since we started this back in, I think, in 2012. And they had the first race of the season this past Saturday at AMS in Grand Blanc. And they had 170 entries, even though like the Supercross was in Detroit, and there were some other races going on too. So they're they're drawing really good numbers. And um, behind the scenes, I'm still a little bit involved, more from a consulting perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of glad that I'm more out of organizing now. I, I did it for several years, and I enjoyed while well, I was doing it. Um, but now I can focus a little more on racing. Plus, um, back in well, in August, I, I joined Techno. I had the opportunity to uh, to get on board there as a as a driver. And then in November, they offered me uh, the um, the regional team manager position. So I've been helping the team out from that perspective a lot since since November. So that that's been a lot of fun and been great meeting a lot of new people and. I've been able to to grow the team from about 15 people when I started this position to I think we got 30 in my region now. Um, had unfortunately had to let go of some people too. So, but right now we have a really good team in place, not just for my region, but nationally we have just have great drivers that work very well together and really work as a team together too. And then of course we got. Lots and born horse, and then um, Casey Peck came recently on board, and um, Billy Fisher came on board what, a week ago, two weeks ago. So we got a couple of really high-level drivers that are helping further develop the products, uh, develop setups, and and just help customers as well. So 
been really, really awesome to be part of that organization and to see it grow. And and we just, I've been super impressed with the quality of the products too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, oh. yeah. There, there's no doubt. I think uh, Techno definitely has a reputation anywhere it is that it's it's good stuff. It's yeah. gonna dominate. Go go ahead and hit a brick wall. It's still gonna yeah. drive away. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did hit a tree once, and the tree did win. Uh, <laughs> so you don't want to do that, but overall, the quality is really good. The cars are really strong, and you, you really got to hit something really hard to, to actually break a techno, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, I want to ask you this question. Um, you know, obviously, with any company that's in RC, they're always working on stuff. But, like, so what is a driver, say, like a lower-end driver you guys bring on? Um, like, you know, say he does race a lot of other 10 scale stuff as well as eight scale. Like what are his options, um, with you guys, obviously besides the four by four short course truck, like, is he able to run another brand just for 10 scale, like for four wheel drive buggy, two wheel drive buggy or. Yeah. For the classes that we don't have cars for, they're, they're free to run a different car, uh, manufacturer's car. Yeah. We, we, we won't limit them to not run 10 scale if, if they want to run 10 scale. In certain regions, in the winter, 10 scale is bigger, like up north with you guys and yeah. Michigan and, and those states. Indoor is not that, or 8 scale indoor is not that big. So you got to give them the opportunity to still race. So, yeah, we don't have any problems with that. If we would ever come out with a 10 scale car, that would be become a different story, of course. But yeah, obviously. At the, current, at the current time, that's not an issue. Is uh, technical... Is Techno planning on coming out with a two-wheel drive short course truck at any time, or a buggy, or? Just... We are in the business of making RC cars, yeah. so eventually, something. I would I would ex- imagine that we will come out with a ten scale eventually, but uh, right now there's uh, no official plans on releasing any of those cars. Well, just send me an SCT four ten, and I'll figure out how to make a two-wheel drive for you. Yeah, I'll be a product <laughs> developer. <laughs> yeah, just take the, take the drive shaft out, right? Um, no, I do a little bit more than that. Come on, that's too easy. Anybody could do that. That's what X-ray tried. It seemed to work on carpet X-ray, but on dirt, it doesn't seem to work that way that well. <laughs> well, the four-wheel drive works well on carpet. I'll tell you that. Yeah, our friend Tyler there, uh, he he had one. And it was just, it was the bane of my existence. Every time I seen him come out with that truck, it was just, I just, I knew I wasn't catching him now. And don't get me wrong. He's running, you know, the Tekken Pro 4 HD motor as opposed to the old two-pole that I'm running. But I couldn't catch that guy. My life depended on it. <laughs> and it was always a... Tekken well, definitely makes a good product, too. I'm glad to have them as my sponsor as well. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I like my Tekken stuff, that's for sure. I definitely, uh, I don't knock it. I run it in a couple of my vehicles, and it's uh, it's all that in a bag of chips, as I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's get a little bit more into to Dutch Oven Designs then. Um, you know, obviously you must have come up with an idea of making shirts. Like, did it come from maybe not being able to find somewhere to make what you wanted? Mm, kind of initially started off as a hobby um i was getting my my shirts from my sponsors for free but they only had the one single logo on them and i've got 
quite a few free sponsors, so I started just putting additional logos on those shirts and just have have the whole array of sponsors on a single shirt. So that's kind of where it started, and then for some reason I got it in my head to uh, ask for uh, for a heat transfer machine for Christmas, and my father-in-law was nice enough to give me one. That kind of started the whole Dutch oven designs. Um, initially, initially I was just going to do it for myself a little bit to make my own shirts, but people start in the area started seeing my shirts, and I started exploring with different design options and and trying to see if I could put, put more detail in logos than what I've seen other companies do and been successful at that. And people have been very excited about the product, so it's been, been growing pretty quick. And that's we started, what, late December. So, so it's, been, it's been a lot of fun working with, with the customers on, on designing their shirts because everybody has unique taste. Um, they want certain colors on there, or they want to. Um, I even had a one customer. His son has a, has a certain disease, and just to show the or gain support for uh, to find uh, to find resolution to certain diseases, he, he sent me the logo of that, and we put that really big on, on his shirt, and and they've really liked that too. So. It's it's interesting, and then um, some people are starting asking about how about pit mats. So I started doing some research and found some good non yeah good non slip material that I started experimenting with, and those have been turning out really nice too. People have been excited about those. So oh okay okay so yeah actually that's kind of funny you mentioned that because I was going to ask you what are you. Uh, like it's hard to tell what the pit mats are are made out of through some of the pictures I was looking at. So I was just wondering what kind of material they're made out of. It is a rubber-based material, which when I first tried it with my own, I first tried making one for myself. I kind of messed up and <laughs> burned half the rubber, so my my garage was smelling pretty bad for a couple of days. <laughs> and then I figured out what I did wrong, and that since then we we've, we've been able to come up with a really nice uh, final product. We still use the vinyl, the same materials we use on the shirts. Yeah. But uh, we we press it on 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 the rubber mat, and it holds up very well. It cleans cleans easily. Um, it's light. You can just roll it up and take it anywhere. You can even fold it up, and it doesn't hurt the material. And then when you have it on your table, we make them two different sizes: uh, two by two foot, and then two by four foot. Uh, the two by four foot is a nice size for a regular size pit table, um, and you, you have plenty of room to put everything out, and it doesn't slip anywhere. And, and you got all your sponsors right in front of you, so people walk up, they they can see that, and you can we put names on there, and of course the Dutch Oven Designs logo. And yeah, yeah turning out really nice. Are are you working on a different logo, or is that going to be the one you always keep with the flowers? Um, I'm not planning on changing it anytime soon. Um, the the flowers are there are actually tulips, and which are typical Dutch flowers. So that's kind of where we picked that for now. Oh, okay. Hey, um, I, I don't know. I haven't really come up with a different <laughs> different logo that could match better. So. Oh no, it's all good. I was just I was curious as to 
to why now i know because because tulips <laughs> yeah. are a dutch flower situation hey it's like the the trillium yeah, flowers or windmill but <laughs> windmill flowers seem to work better because <laughs> my, my wife is part of the of dutch oven designs and and she does some embroidery and she does more stuff through etsy so she didn't want to have she kind of wanted to dumb down the the dutch oven designs so a little more female friendly with the with the tulips yeah no yeah. that that totally makes sense i don't i don't disagree with you on yeah, that situation because yeah, i'm thinking something else too <laughs> <laughs> yeah when i first told my wife that this is the name i paid to she went uh what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she warmed up to it and, and she likes it now so <laughs> nobody has taken offense to it so that's that's a good thing no everybody gets a good kick out of it there i was up on the driver's yep, stand yep. and and one of the one of the dads there one of the racers we race with a lot he he reads on my my, my sleeve there dutch oven designs he goes dutch oven designs eh and i'm like yeah and he just started laughing yeah it's a catchy name though. <laughs> Uh, um, Edwin, what's one of those uh, two by four pit mats go for? Like, does it vary based on um, like how much stuff you have on them? Uh, no, we have a fixed price for those. It's twenty five dollars a piece. Oh, that's not too bad. And Eighteen dollars for the two by twos. That's pretty good, considering that's that's so that's 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 actually really good for custom pit mat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't think anybody would really argue with that. No. Yeah, and our, our shirts start at $18 a piece. Um, the larger sizes are a little more expensive because the actual shirts are more expensive. Uh, we also offer dry fit shirts, which are a little more, um, but we, uh, we provide a quote right when the customer contacts us and then start, we start on the design, send them pictures. If they agree with it, we move forward and, and start the, uh, the actual making process yeah and I, and I have to i have personal experience dealing with with edwin and dutch oven designs because um, i had a couple of shirts made for myself um jim or buck as we call them and then mike the stove <laughs> uh so uh, um, did you have to explain to him the stove no i didn't explain to him the stove jim just cracked the joke of calling you the stove and i sent him the message that can you add the stove to mike <laughs> <sighs> It's because so, Mike cooks the books, but you got to say it in Italian mob mob voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I don't know if some people know this. Like, you know, I, I've gotten shirts from other places, um, and you know, the quality of the shirt isn't bad. Uh, but w when you're talking about, uh, I believe you pronounce it Gildan shirts. They're they're great yeah. shirts, you know, and you and that's the one thing I noticed when I got the shirts from you is that they're on quality shirts on top of everything else. Um, so I think that that also says a lot and goes a long way for you and know the, the size too because I'm I'm a big dude so a two XL I was thinking oh yeah two XL I'm gonna get it it's and then you open it like, holy whoa yeah I, my I, my eyes lit up there like right on it's gonna fit yeah it's gonna <laughs> cover my boobs <laughs> great <laughs> I don't care about my boobs my boobs can show all day it's my gut that too. Got that too. Yeah, we we found a really good um, supplier that we've been working with, and yeah, we got really nice quality shirts. The hoodies are really nice quality as well. We've been very happy with with the products they've offered to us, and in return, we can offer really nice products to our customers. 
Yeah, because usually, you know, you get this awesome shirt, and then the shirt's see-through in, like, two weeks because you washed it. You know, it really... Yep. Well, these uh, these hold up very, very well, and I've had a lot of positive feedback on that, too. So we've been, we've been very happy about that. Yeah, I... I just like I said I was blown away. Yeah. I got to get that video put, posted. My wife recorded me as yeah, I opened I want them. To see that. Yeah. <laughs> I was one? so uh, well, me opening up all three of the uh like opening up the package there that had the three shirts in it and I just I was so excited from the minute like I sent him some of the information there and you know shortly thereafter he sent me so how about this and it's like oh my god. This is awesome. So it was yeah, it was It was awesome to have them. Now I have them now it's like a you want yeah. more of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to get a couple of we're gonna get a couple of different ones with different nicknames for Mike on the back of it. So it'll, the next one will be like Mike Gorilla Grip. Um <laughs> and then we're gonna do Mike Yogurt Slinger. Schlinger. Yeah. Schlinger. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't need uh, so we go to race there on Saturday and we, we go to a big boy uh down in um Saint Ignace for their buffet, right? And we're sitting there. Mm-hmm. Mike sits down with his food, and he, he takes a bite of his food, and he looks over at Jim. He goes, so uh, you want to explain to me what this yogurt schlinger means on the back of my shirt? Oh, the stove, what, what the stove no, but he didn't say the stove. He's like, what yogurt schlinger means. That's where it came <laughs> from. Right, so we, we, right. yeah. we all burst out laughing. I think there's like, what, maybe seven people in total in the in the big boy, and the three of us are laughing like a bunch of go- girls. Yeah. Good times. So Mike's going to have a rolling... Uh, a rolling shirt at his disposal. We'll see which one he wears the next time. <laughs> so yeah, so anybody that's listening yeah, right I've now, slowly been adding to my collection too, <laughs> experimenting new things. For a while, I didn't have time to make my own shirts, but now I, I'm, I've been catching up and kind of like with chrome background and gold. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures of my shirt where we actually have a full background of just. Dutch oven designs all over. Yeah. In the same color as the shirt. Yeah, that looked awesome. Those turned out really, really nice. But those are very limited edition because it's, uh, that is a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I bet. But yeah, so. We'll charge extra for that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you guys have anything other than your Facebook page or? No, currently we only do it through the Facebook page. Um. I've been thinking about how to put together a good website where we could um, do online ordering, but even though I'm a software developer, I haven't come up with the best way to do it yet. So while I'm thinking about that, we'll, we're still going to just continue with the Facebook page. Okay, so we'll, we'll definitely... once I figure out a, a good way to do it online, then we'll start rolling that out. But. Right. Okay, well, that's good. Well, we'll make sure we... Uh uh, we share your uh, your page, obviously, along we're with the. We're uh, pimp it out. Yep, I'm doing my best. I've shared it a few times and and, and stuff I like that. that. Thank you for that. Oh, Appreciate that. so the least I can do, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, you never really realize uh, when you start something how easy the internet can make make it. You know, and I notice with the podcast, things have grown uh, more for us. So you know, if I have the opportunity to share something that you know, I like, or that's been good to me, uh, such as, you know, Dutch oven designs. I, I make sure I share it and I got to get Mike, myself and Jim together and get a good picture and, uh, post it up on the podcast, uh, Facebook page. And, and you know what I mean? Send, send you one, a copy of it and everything like that. Cause 
from now on, anything I need shirt-wise, whether it be for the podcast or myself or whatever, I'm, I'm coming to you. It's done. I'm not even going to awesome. bother looking anywhere Appreciate else. That. Well, you, you know what? You made things easy. You know, it wasn't it wasn't hard to, to. I told you basically what I wanted. You did the the legwork and showed me it, and we kind of tweaked it from there. And 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 it's not no knock against all these other companies out there on the internet, but you know some of them limit limit you to where you can put mm-hmm. stuff on the shirt. That drives me insane because you know some of the things I have in my head don't go in a square. They go other places. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. Yep. I don't like working inside the box. Yeah, for my own shirts, I would have a hard time ordering them, too, because the number of logos, I can barely fit them on my shirt, uh, which is good and bad, I guess. Um, so by, ha- by having the ability to design it myself, I can, um, I started putting the Techno logo on, the si- on one side vertically and then horizontally the other logos, and that has worked out well. And I, I've done that for other customers, too. Or instead of just having the name straight across the back, some people want to have it on an angle. And it's, to me, it's not no no extra work. And if it pleases the customer, we'll we'll go that route. Yeah, and that's an awesome attitude to have. That's I think that's why you made life so easy for me. It was like, oh man, why couldn't this have happened like two months ago? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, I love it. Yeah. I want uh, more. I want. I have more ideas in my head that aren't podcast related shirts that we, I'm going to get with you. We about. we got to get those shirts with the uh, Dutch oven all on the in the background yeah, like the he background. did. Yeah. <laughs> Those are slick. Yeah, you like those? Well, when I saw the picture, when you showed the picture, it was in the. I was like, "Is that is that in in the?" Yeah. Oh yeah, because I was showing you. And then when they showed up, I'm like, I, as soon as I, I grabbed the shirt, I'm like, right up to my eyes. I don't see it. Where is, I, no, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't have that done. But that's what I thought you were getting was that shirt, eh? Uh, yeah. But the shirts that we got were still good quality, but you know. not yeah, what you were expecting, at, uh, eh? Thornhill Sunday, and I uh, was wearing one of my new shirts with with the Dutch oven on the background. And uh, Chris Allison, the owner, walks up to me, and he had seen the picture online. He looks looks at my shirt, looks again. He goes, "I thought that was just in the picture, so nobody would copy your picture." <laughs> 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 nope, it's actually in the shirt. <laughs> it was really cool to get those kind of responses because I haven't seen anyone else even try that. So, yeah, no, it looks it looks really really slick. Thank you. There's ideas. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to read things. I, I can't multitask. Dang it! You're not and, a and it's not like you or Mike are helping me out any no, by no, saying we're, anything. We're, we're, Friggin' guys, yeah, always leave me hanging. So, um, I guess. Well, I'll let everybody know. Like I, I've, I started talking to Edwin. Uh, oh, geez, two months ago or so. Uh, of course, at the, uh, <clears throat> the suggestion of uh, Ron Jackson. Um, which you know, Ron Jackson to myself anyway. He's he's somebody I very much so respect when it comes to RC racing because yeah. he's fast and consistent, helpful and helpful. Yeah. Hey so, Matt, yo, have you let him hear your masterpiece? Yeah, the commercial you mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I sent it to him before yeah. I played it. So you're, you're talking about you're talking about this one, right, Mike? Are you looking for a custom T-shirt, hoodie, pit mat, or even custom vinyl for your house or home? Look no further than Dutch Oven Designs. They take pride in giving you the highest amount of detail in your design that is possible. All this while offering their products at a reasonable cost. Dutch Oven Designs. Quality is just a standard for them. That one? 
Was that yep. the yeah, that one? Pretty, Still, pretty it's, professional. It, it sounds so stupid when I listen to myself. Like, yeah, yeah you, you like you don't like it because it's just your own voice. But yeah, it's, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'm and glad this you podcast guys. Podcast might be the only episode that I'll skip from MBM. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the other cool thing, you know. Like Ron messaged me and said, "Hey, you should really get a hold of Edwin and uh, have him on the podcast." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll check him out and everything like that." And you know, I messaged you, and you're like, "Oh, really? You want to?" And I'm, I'm thinking, like, "Really? Like, it's not a big deal to me. It's not right because mm-hmm. I'm just so used to doing this now." But it's it's still kind of cool to see that there are people that are in the RC community that are, you know, you know what I mean? Really in it that are kind of still think it's cool to be on the podcast. I think that's, that's cool to me. I don't know about you or Mike, but I think that's nifty. Yeah. I was very honored to, uh, to be asked to participate. So tell, uh, tell us one, uh, an interesting story from a a race sometime. So you got to have something. I mean, There's so many. Oh, I was thinking about that earlier today. I had one on my mind, but I'm trying to remember what, what it was. I got an interesting story about Lutz. Well, I pitted it for Lutz several uh, several times. Um, and we were in St. Louis for the Putaba uh, OS Nitro Challenge, which, by the way, is a great race. I try to go every year. Um <laughs> and we were on the starting grid, ready for one of the mains, and suddenly he does some weird hand gesture to me, and I have no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> he tried something else, still didn't, still didn't click, then he started tapping his forehead, and suddenly, hey, he wants to know the temperature of the engine. No attempt gun to be found, so we'll, we just left it as it was, but... He got me so confused. <laughs> tapping his forehead. <laughs> I'm surprised you picked it up by him tapping his forehead. Then me, I would be like, "What are you talking about?" Well, it's the only thing I could think about at that time. Is that, oh, it's got to be the temperature. So it's very interesting to work with with some of those guys. Uh, like I fitted for for several times. Like I said, you know, uh, I was one of his good guys at the Nationals last year, and um, we got him on the podium for both classes. So that was super excited and. Recently, I pitted for Joe Bornhorst, who has got a little different approach to racing. So it's, it's really cool to experience uh, how the different pro races <clears throat> handle being at an event and, and car setup and all that stuff. So it's, it's, you learn a lot from just being around those guys, but they're so much fun to hang out with, too. Yeah. When, like when we had Lutz on, he said he doesn't practice at all, if anything. Other than when he go yeah. when he shows yeah. up, I, I I I just can't believe that. Could you, you know? imagine if he actually put in like you know ten would or fifteen hours would a he week? Be the best in the world, probably. You know. Yeah, but yeah. maybe then Those he guys would lose have so much natural ability. Even if you watch uh, Joe Bornhorst drive, he's like a madman. He's got so much skill, and he's only been racing what three and a half years, I think, and he's in the top twenty of the of the nation. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous how how quickly some people pick it up. I've been racing for what eight eight nine years. I don't have that ability. I do all right, but I'm. Yeah, I've been racing four bad, years. I'm not I'm there. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's like anything. Though. 
is some it, people are just better at it than others, right? Yeah. Is it nerve wracking, like pitting for somebody, like in that kind of a situation? At the nationals, yeah. Um, at some of the other races where there's not as much online uh, on the line, it wasn't too bad. But yeah, it's still a little nerve wracking. Especially, uh, we were at uh, NDRC World in Dallas three weeks ago for uh, the icebreaker, and that's where I was pitting for Joe Bornhorst, and I hadn't pitted for him before, so I didn't want to let him down. So that added a little bit of pressure and nervousness. Um, but I think overall we were both happy with how, with how either of us performed. So we worked seemed to work well together. So that was that worked out good. But yeah, this. It is definitely a little nervous. <laughs> um, at the Nationals, I had the help from Travis and Espera, so we did a two-man pit stop, so that helped a lot having him there and with his years and years of experience. But uh, nervous? Yeah, you still get nervous, even That's even so if you've done it a couple times with a, with the same driver. But it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy doing that. And one thing I found out in Dallas recently is I don't really enjoy that much to work on my own cars. I really liked working on his cars when I was at that race, helping him out. <laughs> it's kind of weird how that works out. <laughs> See, me, I just, I like wrenching in general. Anyway, Mike will bring me his stuff all the time. Jim brings me a lot of his soldering stuff and, and that to do. And I just, I like doing it. Like today I was down here for, I think, uh, Four hours by the time everything was done, I completely tore apart the front end and rear end of my SC10 4x4, changed the center diff in my 443. What else? Oh, glued up tires. I took advantage of my wife. <laughs> yeah, that too. I took adv full advantage of my wife being gone for the week today. I got lots done for me. <laughs> well, maybe she come down here and work on some of my cars. I got too dirty from this from Sunday, so go ahead and get to work on some real nice technology. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. That's my goal now after I get back from Vegas. I, I got my eyes set. Uh, funny enough, you mentioned talking about that. Um, so now, is it safe to, to, to assume that maybe the, the EB48.2, um, will there be more stock of those, or are they going to be being replaced with the new light version? Uh, the light version is going to be a separate uh, car because um, it's based on the short course. Um, what happened was the, the the market really saw the quality of the products and, and the performance of the products, especially now that we have Watts, Born Horse, and the other guys, that <clears throat> nobody could have even forecasted how quickly cars would sell. So cars were sold out a lot quicker than, than anticipated. And then you got the Chinese New Year's delaying all all manufacturing overseas. So we're a little behind, but we're, we're catching up and ready for for the future. Um, there there are new parts tested, of course. Um, that, that will always be going on. Um, but cars should be in stock, hopefully, in the near future. Um, we, are, we announced the new SCT 410 that three um it should be coming out in the next couple of weeks um and we should be getting the other cars back in stock pretty soon too so oh, that crazy how, how how 
fast techno has grown. And um, from a company perspective, Daniel and Matt Walter, they, they've been, they've have really a lot of business knowledge. And although we ran out of inventory, they, they've been really keeping up with having a solid structure on the business side too. So that's yeah. been very healthy to see. Well, I'm, I'm just interested. So, Okay, so another question then, uh, kind of along the lines of the, the buggies. The the, would somebody be able to use? See, I'm, I guess I'm not fully understanding the light version. Like, what well, I've kind of been seeing a little more of them from other manufacturers now. Is the idea that they're meant for, like, indoor? Yes. Yeah. The the EB48 SL that pre is is intended for as an indoor car, and then the EB48. That too is intended for as an outdoor car. Um, the Superlight runs on Pro 4 electronics and two shell uh, and a 2S battery. Um, plus, the arms are a little shorter, so it makes it a little more nimble. Even though the the EV48 that too is very nimble because it has a narrow chassis, the uh, narrow arms will give it just that little more indoors, especially the reduced weight helps as well indoors and, and on tighter tracks. Okay. Makes sense. But the extra weight of the 48.3 will help outdoors when you get slightly rougher conditions or really rough conditions to help that weight plant it. Okay, I get it, I get it. Yeah, it's... I've got to make my decision here for, for 8 scale and I, I think I'm pretty solidly decided what I'm finally doing and you know, I know I had I had said back when we talked to Dakota Fenn that I was probably going to go TLR. Um, that kind of changed uh, with. It's not that I don't want somebody's used RC, but I I don't want a used RC. That's the reality of it, and and it's not that I don't like TLR, but I just can't bring myself to drive a TLR. I'd really like to have an associated, but I'm not confident in their platforms right now for <laughs> eight scale. So. And honestly, I've been looking at Techno since I had my ass handed to me by an SCT 410. I've been looking at them since, which was, well, what, three years ago now? So I've been looking at Technos for a long time, and I still got a little bit of time here to decide, but I, I, I'm strongly leaning that direction. I just am. And it's not that I'm trying to... I'm not trying to, to, to kiss butt here, but that's just the truth of it. It just so happens we're talking to the Techno guy. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've I joined back in August, and I've I've truly have been impressed with, with the cars, not, not just the quality, also the handling, uh, the tunability, um, any small change to make to the setup, you actually can notice on the track. So it's, it's really nice to have that instant feedback when you when you change something. Hmm. See, these are the things that I don't know. I haven't raced outdoors a whole lot other than when Mike, myself, and Jim go and, and mess around a little bit and stuff like that. And I, I'm really going to try and get myself prepared for, for next year, this year. And then uh, I'm going to try and run the MSCS series next year. I'm gonna I think really you will really enjoy that. It's a really well put together series. And like I said earlier, it's been growing since 2012. And it's definitely a really solid series for michigan yeah i i enjoyed myself when i went to the last one that they had at the gaylor track uh it would be two years ago now yeah it's cold though. 
Yeah, it was a cold day. It rained on. Oh, yeah, that day it was raining. Yeah, it was a cold one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> yeah, I only ran one class. I ran my four by four short course track. I was so ill prepared to run it outside. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> it was cold and raining. God, I remember it. Yeah, dirt everywhere. You remember when Palumbo went and uh, sprayed his whole car off <laughs> yeah, with the hose? Just took the hose to her. <laughs> it's like um, <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> I don't know if I would have done that, but sure. Eight pounds of dirt in it. <laughs> yeah, we always had a good time out there, and that's unfortunately closed, didn't it? Yes, yeah, it did. they called it quits yeah. there last year. They had one big uh, final hurrah and and tried to give back pretty much everything to the racers. And but the good news is that the lights and I think the track stand went to Kalkaska, so there's a indoor clay track there, and we're hoping that they're going to start a track in Kalkaska. We'll see what well, happens. We don't really know what's going on with Kalkaska right now. No, everything's up in the air. Yeah, I saw something that the building is up for sale. Yeah. Yeah, look at look at, look at at how little the circle is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still follow a lot of the Michigan stuff because I've got so many friends in RC up there. I just want to stay in touch with them, see what they're up to. I actually still mentor um, one of the drivers up there uh, George D3 Burge, who recently joined Techno as well, but I've been trying to coach him for the last couple of years since he started racing Nitro. So I'm staying in touch with them and get a lot of updates from them as well. <coughs> where, the, where there should be is the track in Traverse City. So all our wives can go. We can go for our Oh, that would be perfect. Hey, wouldn't that be awesome? Perfect. Yeah. They can go shopping for, yeah, for the weekend. Up there. Yeah. Sounds really expensive to me. Oh, uh, muffin. <laughs> No, we could stay at the campground. Perfect, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I was talking about the wife shopping part. Oh no, they got their own money. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Cost me a little bit of money to race for the weekend, not disturbed. Done. Yeah, because they're gone for like four or five hours. Exactly. Right? Or more, actually. Well, actually, you know that kind of almost backfired on Mike and myself when we were out, and well, actually, it was just me at the the um, the last MSCS race at Gaylord. I'm standing there waiting for my wife and her sister to come back as everything's shutting down, and I'm going, okay, <laughs> I hope they come around that corner because everybody's packing up. They did show up, mm. but I was going, oh, man. If they <laughs> I'm going to start walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to put my tables on my back and <laughs> start walking. Well, Edwin, I want to say uh, thanks a lot for chat- chatting with us, of course. Um, you know, I, I do appreciate it, and I know for you, you you obviously uh, uh, have told me you, you've been looking forward to it so i do really appreciate coming on anytime you have anything you want to talk about you know you know how to get a hold of me um of course i want to give you an opportunity to uh you know say thanks to anybody you uh would like to thank at this time all right yeah i definitely want to thank my sponsors without them i wouldn't be where i was so my sponsors are uh techno rc uh, proline racing o'donnell racing fields Keaton, track power Let's RC, Futaba, Advantage Racing Products, much more, and Darkside Design. I uh, really appreciate their support over the, over the years, um, hopefully for many more years. And, of course, I want to uh, thank my wife, Lauren, as well, for putting up with me and supporting me in my racing. It's been <clears throat> been working out well, too. So and I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been definitely fun. Um We'd love to do it again. Oh, yeah. We we always ha- enjoy having people on, and I'm sure we'll have you on here from time to time just to 
see how you're doing, see how things uh, with Dutch Oven is going, and, and you know, just chat every once in a while or something like that. But I'm going to ask you for one last yeah, thing. Sounds good. And I'm, I'm sure you okay. know what it is. Can you guess? Oh. <laughs> yeah, t- tell me the phrase, though. Oh, okay. At le- see, at least he knows it's coming. You just give me the whole, uh, you know, uh, I'm Edwin, I'm not even... It, is it just Hartman? Hartman, yeah. Okay, well, there. Can't butcher that too bad. I was kind of nervous about it. You never know. It could be pronounced different, right? Just, you know, I'm Edwin Hartman, um, and you're listening to the MBM podcast. You know, even if you want to throw in from Dutch Oven Designs, go at it. Uh, it's Edwin Hartman a.k.a. Dutch Oven Designs, and you're listening to the MEM Podcast. Awesome. Got it. Thanks, buddy. I really <laughs> appreciate it again, Edwin. Thanks thanks for coming on with us. And uh, like I said, you need anything at any time, you want to talk about anything at any time, uh, just reach out and we'll figure out how we can get you on soon. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate okay. it. See you. All right. I'll, be, care, I'll, I'll yep. be in touch with you Bye. this week when I get that package. Sounds good. Take her easy. I was going to say, there's going to there's gonna be some designs going his way. <laughs> I'll be ready. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Take care, Edwin. Okay, bye. Ciao. Well, there it is. That's a cool dude right there. Yeah, I, l- I like him a lot. Like I said, I, I got a really good vibe from him right from the get-go on Facebook. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it's nice when someone knows what you want. They do it, and you're like. Bam, oh, that's exactly awesome. what it was. I literally, I sent him the link to my Dropbox with all of the, the logos and everything in it. I think it may have been maybe even like within 20 minutes or so of talking to him about it. Boom. He had something up in front of me. Like already? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was that fast. That's why I said it. It was like, okay, sold. Done. (laughs) Here's the other other two names I need. Here's a... on this name, I need blah, 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 blah. And it was just like literally... Usually it's like a week later. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, then you get it and it looks like, uh, you know. Oh, it was, was, yeah, it was crazy how fast it went. Like, uh, let me... I can actually give you an exact... Where is it? <clears throat> Excuse me. You're excused. Well, we're just going to have to get some designs together and uh, head them over his way and just let them loose. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like I like my shirt. But, uh, Mike, I think you need more nicknames. You're, you're a nickname kind of guy. <laughs> you know what I really like about his shirts? Is that they're not, like, the heavy, heavy cotton. No. Yeah, you're you know right. what I mean. You, yeah. you know how you get some of them, and you're just like, "Oh my god, I am gonna sweat yeah. all day long in this thing because it's heavy." As soon as I <laughs> grabbed it, I was like, "This is a sweet shirt." And the fact yeah. that it was black too, because I like black shirts. Well, black's great with what we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we don't get uh, crap all over yeah. ourselves. Yeah. I mean, for the summer, we'll have to get some white ones. But so, uh, so to give everybody a timeline, I started talking to him about these shirts on March twelfth. I had them in my possession on, on the 20th. Was it on the 20th that I picked them up? It was. That's three shirts you had, done. Three shirts. But like I said, uh, on the 12th, and, and that's including the shipping time coming from Texas all the way up to, to Michigan. Man. Yeah. So. Well, there you go, people. Yeah. Where was it here? He sent me the thing. Yeah. I got them on the 20th. Yeah. Mike's right. Not sure why I didn't believe him for a minute, but yeah. So you know what I mean. Eight days, and, and yeah, and I, like I said, within the time that I got those, I actually ordered more shirts. One for my wife, one for Mike's uh, significant other, um, another one for somebody. I'm not going to mention who. Um, 
And oh, and the vinyl for the back of my truck. You know what? Both these shirts. I was just thinking. I like wearing these shirts because usually when I go racing, I, I, I wear a not a fancy shirt, but you know, a shirt. Yeah. When I get tire compound on it, or I, I get some kind of or, or the black tire stuff from the tires. You know, yeah. you put the compound on it. <laughs> yeah. It just wrecks the shirt. It's done. Yeah. Well, this so, one's black. Yeah. That's so why well, I that's why it's great, right? Yeah. You know. Kind of, like, kind of like it's kind of like bowling, you know. You got now, your shirt I'm, with your. I'm gonna on. get us white ones made for the summer, but that's only because in the sun, black shirt. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I'll I'll deal with a dirty sh- white shirt. Mm-hmm. So that way we're not dying. So we're gonna take a quick break. Um, we'll come back. We'll talk about the race results. Um, and then actually, funny enough, we're gonna have Tim Smith on with us too, nice. just to chat. Nothing, uh, nothing too too uh, we serious. Can talk crawlers. We can talk crawlers. We can talk whatever. We'll talk whatever. We'll be back right after this break. Cow RC, the radio-controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, park trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA, Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. Cow RC. Maintenance King. Okay, we're back from our little commercial break, which wasn't very long. Still got Mike on Skype with me. Uh, Jim will be back very shortly. I guess we're just going to go over the race results from KC Hobbies. Um, now available on LiveRC.com. Uh, if you want to look under Wigman's Hobbies, uh, you can find all the results there. I guess we'll start off with the novice. Uh, first was Dale Wiggins, uh, Zach, and Julia. Julia's actually been... Uh, I think she started, what, a couple months ago there with her dad at ours? Yeah, like I think she started on the third races in. So, I think something like that, yeah. She's doing pretty good, you know, uh, for, for how new she is to driving and everything like that. She, you know, she takes it easy and, you know, follows the the middle of the track like her dad has told her to there. And she, she's been doing quite well. It's, it's uh, nice to see, uh, you know, a new racer get a little better and a little better every time. Uh, that's all it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, two-wheel drive buggy C-Main. We had Julian, Buddy, and Joey, uh, which would be uh, Julian's son. Uh, they're new to the two-wheel drive buggy class. I think this was their first outing uh, with their buggies. Um, so congrats to them. Uh, you know, hey, can't uh, can't complain when you get a C-Main the first time out in your buggy. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, you know, it, it's better than last. Well, it's better than not making it into it either, like True. we've done in the past uh, ourselves. <laughs> we, we've been there, done that. Uh, two-wheel drive buggy B-Main. We had uh, Scott, uh, Avery, Jim, and Evan. Uh, Evan's first uh, race out as well with his two-wheel drive buggy, so congrats to him. Um, Scott, was it was nice to meet him. He actually recorded all of the mains that are up on YouTube. Yes, th- thanks for that. Oh. I yeah. guess I got to turn your microphone My on. My mic's dead. Yes, thanks, Scott, for that. That's awesome. You always like to see yourself. Yeah, it was, it was definitely nice having all that. So check them out on uh, Facebook. I think it's Fathead 
racing RC cars. Right cars. here. Yeah. Fathead. Fathead racing RC cars and boats. There you go. Fathead's one word, by the way. And then on YouTube, it's just Scott Avery. And Scott Avery on YouTube. But if you go to the That was such a horrible race for me. Did, were you even in that race? No, you were in the A-Main, Mike. You were in the A-Main there, big guy. Oh, you're talking two-wheel drive buggy? Yeah, yes, big buddy. time, buddy. You're you're A-Main oh, yeah. kind of guy. My stuff totally locked up. You got that stuff there, Mikey? Nope. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, mine took a crap, so I have to give me a minute to load the other one. I'm trying to find it right here. What were you on again? Uh, I just did the B-Main two-wheel drive buggy. I was going to the A. Oh, A-Main two-wheel drive buggy. Frankie Hansen took a first with Matt Housen in second and Mr. Joel Wiggins in third. Uh, I took a beautiful sixth. Not happy about that at all. <laughs> Steve came in fifth. Jason Kondratton was in fourth. Man, I just, I lost it. I, I got myself up into third because I started, what did I start? Fifth. I started fifth, got myself up to third on the by the fourth lap, and then I just totally fell apart. Got behind, and well, that was the end of that. Oh, I've been there. And, like, the worst part is, like, my lap times were good. Like, they weren't great, but, you know, they were they were there. <laughs> well, you, you know, you but, start making mistakes, eh, and we all start adding up. Yeah, and, I mean, like, I'm looking at the race times. Like, I got caught at 7.06 where Joel was able to get to the 7.13. So he actually was able to get an extra lap in there. Wouldn't have changed the outcome. But eh, it is what it is. Just a frustrating day couple bad uh i don't know i i get so nervous up there still and i gotta <laughs> get rid of that oh i just i had to talk myself down a couple of times i think it was actually in that in that one i had to talk myself down and i'm i'm kind of i have to toot my own horn you guys need tibetan monks yeah that's it i'm gonna toot my own horn here i i beat frank on the fastest lap by what is it two tenths of a second cheating yeah cheating Hey, I'm proud of that. <laughs> if I can get a faster lap in than Frank, well, I'll take With, it. Without anybody catching on? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going around there pretty quick there. Uh, it's just the consistency. Yeah, if you could keep banging, banging them out like that. Yeah, yeah. If I wouldn't uh, spend more time up on my lid than uh, yeah. on my well, wheel. Well, you know what? It's not even that. You know, everybody... Let's Sometimes the results and we'll finish this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, just you know what I mean. Okay, yeah, you actually no, you're right. Let's have this conversation when we have Tim on. Okay. Exactly. There we go. Okay. okay, sorry. You want to take the stock card, uh, stock short course? Stock short course B May. We just doing one, two, and three here. Yeah. Sean, I don't even know how to say his last name. Jabar. I'm gonna go with that. Took a first in the B main of Stock Short Course. Evan Miller-Jacques took second. And J.J. Kelly a third. Again, there's uh, J.J. and uh, that consistency is starting to pay off. And uh, our own Julian took a fourth. And Ricardo took a sixth. Cool. Mod Short Course A main. Joe Wiggins took a first. A second to Jim Buchanan. And a third went to Jacob uh, Stallins, I believe it is. Oh, what did you do? You jumped all over the place, bro. 
Weren't we doing mod short course? Stock short course. Did you? Oh, hi. Sorry, I read the wrong ones. Okay, you're good. You're good. So stock short course A main uh, results were Jim, our boy Jim in first, Buddy in second, Jason in third. That was a stock uh, short course A main. And what do we got after that? Stadium truck. Uh, none of us ran in that one. Uh, Jim decided to run 4x4 four four short course instead. And dominate. Yeah. Chat it. Okay. <laughs> First was Buddy, second was Sean, and third was Evan. Uh, now, here's your mod, bro. Be yeah, my, my stuff's locking up here like crazy. Yeah, I think it's the website. It's all right. I got it. Uh, mod B main was Evan in first, JJ in second, Julian in third. Um, mod A main, short course A main was Joel, Jim, and Jacob. Of course, our boy Jim in there again with his 17.5 his, his in mod, pulling off a second. <laughs> I have a story, too, about Joel in that whole race. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, we'll get into that for sure. Uh, and then four-wheel drive buggy, B-Main. Uh, Steve was in first, our boy Mike in second. And third was John. Uh, looks like a whole bunch of boys from the Sioux. Actually, all the guys in the B-Main were from the Sioux. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four-wheel drive stock, or sorry, four-wheel drive buggy, A-Main. Uh, first went to Frank, second to myself, third to Jim. Uh, Jason with fourth, Joel in fifth, and Scott in sixth. Yeah, I know I covered all of them in there. And then four-wheel drive, short course. Jim in first, myself in second, Mike in third, uh, Sean in fourth, and fifth went to Evan. How many laps did you do? I was more consistent than you in short in it, though. You did 38, so did I. Mike yeah, did 33. I'm, I'm, I'm just going on raw talent, Mike. Raw, raw talent? Is that what yeah. you're calling it? Raw talent, eh? That's what we call it. So those are the race results for Casey Hobbies. Um, his end of the year race is coming up uh, on the, I believe it is, what, the 18th of April? Yeah, the 18th of April, uh, his uh, spring fling. It's going to be having in the Big Bear Arena. Apparently it's supposed to be a huge track. Little Bear. Little Bear? Little Bear. Little Bear. Little Bear Arena. My bad. I'm not from there. It's okay. Have somebody, somebody have pity on me. So that's definitely a race you're going to want to check out. Um, and, of course, the uh, RC Car Club. huge. Yeah. So RC Car Club races on the 12th of April, um, and that'll be our last race of the point series. <coughs> crossover and a wall ride. Crossover and a wall ride, so so Jim says. A crossover and a wall ride. So that's pretty much it for the results. So what I'm going to do here is uh, I'm going to send Mr. Tim a message. And, uh, yeah, so what were we talking about from the races there? Something we could get into? Well, you should pull them up so we have results so we know who to pick on. Oh, you want to pick on people? Yeah. No, I don't want to pick on people. I just want to thank the people that got out of my way. Especially <laughs> Evan. In the heats, him and I, we're like two magnets, you know? Oh, he's sticking together? Oh, I tell you. It was like his body's yellow, mine's white. What color would that would make? I have no <laughs> idea, but I'll tell It would make yellow? But we were making it, yeah. We were Oh, we're making yellow Durangos, him and I. Yellow Durangos? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just we're running the same line, you know? Yeah. Did we lose you, Mike? No, but I think we need to reboot or something here. Why? What's up? Oh, it sounds like the worst connection in the world that I got with you guys. Oh, sounds great on our end. Yep. I don't know what to tell you, bro. I don't know. We uh, taking a break? Uh, I guess we could take a quick little break while I bring up some information on that and get ready. Yeah, let me reboot here and get back in. 
Okay, we'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. Are you looking for a custom t-shirt, hoodie, pit mat, or even custom vinyl for your house or home? Look no further than Dutch Oven Designs. They take pride in giving you the highest amount of detail in your design that is possible. All this while offering their products at a reasonable cost. Dutch Oven Designs. Quality is just a standard for them. Okay, we're back from a short little break there. Tim's just finishing up his supper, so we'll just bring him in randomly when he's ready. I'm not too, too worried about it, to be quite honest with you. So, so far, so good. You know, it was a nice little chat we had with Edwin. Uh, you know, yeah. we went over the race results there for KC Hobbies. Um, that was a fun day. We ran a little longer than I think what we, most of us expected it to, but... Casey didn't have his uh, stuff together, though. Well, he... Because he's running a new program, right? New program coupled with, you know, I think sometimes Casey's too proud to ask for help, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think it happens, though. You know, it is what it is. Mike, you went over there and rectified the situation? Uh, well, I, I tried to. Of course. He didn't have all his ducks in a row. Well, no, I just—I don't know what was going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> we we like to play we like to play stupid when we go to to somewhere else to race. Well, like don't we don't know you. nothing. I don't blame you. Yeah, it's your time to relax, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, I ran pretty good though. I thought for when it was running. Yeah. I uh, got in the doghouse because it was a little late, but <laughs> that's a whole different story. We both did. That's okay. Yeah. I I. Uh, I came in the house. I'm like, I don't have your coffee, but I have you a Tostito. <laughs> That's not going to do it. No, it wasn't the same. <laughs> Told my wife that just to, you know, <laughs> share that there's other people that are in trouble too. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, anyway, I have a story about Joel. Okay. What about okay. Joel? So picture this. We're in a modified short course. Yeah. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I, I had a whole race to sit there. And, you know, gain my composure. What should I do? How am I going to beat Joel? Can it be done? No, it can't. I was thinking the whole, should I put a different opinion on it? Now, I know opinion doesn't freaking matter. But anyway. What are you I, talking about? Opinion makes a huge difference. I know. I changed the opinion on both of my uh, buggies. And but at the time, I was just, you know what? I'm just going to not bother. I'm just going to squeeze the trigger. <laughs> as soon as I got up there, Joel, as he usually does, he, uh, I got in front of him. Which really freaked me out. So now I'm leading the race, okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here he, he here he comes. He's coming. You know, it took him like two laps to get where he was like right behind me. Then he got in front of me, and then he laps me, and then he gets right in front of me again. And then he stayed there. So I didn't think nothing of it at the time. I was like, okay, well, if Joel makes a mistake, which he's not going to, people, if Joel makes a mistake, then maybe I'll have a chance. But that's what he did. He did a lap. He lapped me. So now I'm a lap down. So he's just he's just got the. He's win. on coast. He's on coast, and he got in front of me again, and basically he, he like he earnharted me, the whole time. He had me in his rearview mirror the whole time, and of course at the time I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm right in it, right? No, I'm not in it. I'm in his world now. But anyway, uh -huh. that's my story. That's I, your story. But I was only a lap down, so. You know, I'm normally not a big person for messing with my stuff, like changing my gearing or touching I'm not it. Either, no. But I'll tell you what. I went from a 21 
down to, I believe, an 18 on my four-wheel drive buggy. And I went from a 28 down to, I think, a 25 on my two-wheel drive buggy. Yeah. And I was actually quite shocked at how big of a difference it made um, for the drivability of the cars. See, in, I'm, I'm running a 17.5 in stock short course. I use the same vehicle for vehicle for mod. Mm-hmm. Right. What I should have is I should have bumped up to a 28 pinion and then have the 76, 28. Or, well, if you did that, and then what I would do is couple that with changing the uh, timing in your ESC, putting some boost into it. Yeah, no, it's already boosted to the... Not the ESC. It can't be when you're in stock. No, it's not. That's right. I could have done that too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but... Opinion change, but that's a bit of a pain in the butt. And then if you forget... But just uh. opinion change alone would, would be an, an, enough to figure out where it would give me enough... A little more jam, but who knows? If we could re- rewind it, I would try it, but I don't. I think the same result would happen. I am Joel's beep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. Do we thank Scott out Avery for the videos? Just we, we did briefly, yeah. yeah. So again. He's a good racer, too. He was up on the, the stand with me. We were in uh, uh, the B-Main two-wheel drive buggy, and there was a point where I was, like, right on his butt there going around, and he said, dude, just go around. Just go around. And I was like, okay. Here I, here I was, like, you know, going to let him go because yeah. he's been doing this more long longer than I have. But... I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool getting nice to guy. meet getting to meet him because I've seen him like post on uh, RC Racers of Michigan and, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's always nice to meet other racers that you haven't raced with before. Yeah, you know. Um, and then he told that story about how he, the fat head thing. With yeah, that's pretty good. Those Simpson helmets, those are beautiful helmets. Yeah, yeah, I always wanted one. It, it was that. Yeah, we had a good laugh about that. Nice white one. But no, I, I enjoyed racing with with, with Scott. Um, it was definitely a new uh, experience. Again, racing with another driver, right? Yeah. So, uh, Jim, you want to do me a favor, though? Yeah. You want to explain to me how you ended up in the B-Main and two-wheel drive buggy? You want to enlighten me as how okay. that happened? I'll tell you how that happened. Well, in the second heat, my buggy got raped. <laughs> that's, that's basically what happened. I'm talking, I'm talking raped. They left her there right in the middle. And nobody wanted to come get her. And then the bot, the the lid, gone. Didn't know where it was. So then I had to go around with the lid off. And if you look at the first qualifying, I'm right behind Hansen there. <laughs> you know? I'm running pretty good, I thought. Round one. Where is it here? Which one were you in? Two-wheel drive Watch buggy. this. I'm not. I'm like dead last. But anyway, <laughs> I th- thought I was. But, well, I, I thought it was weird because we got remember, done that remember one me heat going and I said there? I'm like, Jim, where's the body of oh, your God. car? And I, I don't want to say the person's name, but they had me pinned down. They were giving it to me, and then they did a burnout on me, and then the body took <laughs> off. <laughs> it just flicked your body off. Flicked the body off. That's how. Apparently, this does not want to load the results. But anyway, it's okay. Not wrong Fail. with the B-Main. God, I've been in worse. It was kind of weird because it was like, oh, you know, I kind of thought I was going to end up, uh, I can't remember which one it was in. I think it was two-wheel drive buggy, maybe four-wheel drive buggy. How shocked How shocked was I getting into the uh, aiming there, two-wheel drive buggy? When after in the first qualifier, my back end exploded. Yeah, you uh, you didn't have very much luck with that, and you were ready to pack up and go home because you were frustrated, and, you know, you didn't want to. You, Mike, do you want to talk about that now? Is it okay? It's been it's been two days. 
It's just the same old stupidity. Hey, you know what though? You can't go home, right? I don't know. I you just I don't home. understand what it is. I uh, listen, listen. I watched that. I'm I'm gonna give you my version right here. Okay, the marshal was on his knees, and he was doing a lot. Okay, and he saw you flipped over, and he just flipped you. The person that should be in trouble is a person coming across the jump and bonsaied you and landed right on top of you. That's the person. The marshal flipped you the right way, one. Well, and, and no, but no, he didn't, though. No, he did. He, but but he did, but he didn't. But here's if, the problem. If you he... would have pressed the trigger quicker, you would have been gone. That guy wouldn't have bonsaied you and landed on top no, of you. No, what happened, though, Jim? When, when I watched it. I know, there? so did I. When the marshal flipped him, the marshal didn't point him in the direction of the actual track where he needed to go. The marshal just flipped him in the direction he was pointing. Now, if Mike would have well, just gunned it, Mike would have ended up probably taking a little jump off of the road well, rail Mike's, stuff. Mike's got to put a little input into the well, steering. Well, but that's what happened. He put the input into the steering and went to get on it, and it wasn't fast enough. But it just came to me now. What it all boils down, down to, we're running a figure eight race. Have you watched figure eight racing? Yeah, a figure eight race with we're a like, little kink we, in it. We're all not in half right now. It was just, but it, I don't know. It's, I wasn't it's the, the only guy person. doing the bonsai jump that landed, landed on you, did the damage. The marshal, and, and you always say, I shouldn't have flipped over in the first place, right? Uh, I don't know. So I, there's a whole lot of things there that happen to create the perfect. The perfect storm? Yeah. The thing is, a lot of people were grumbling about that marshal all day. Well, there was that marshal. There was another marshal that marshaled in the same, very same spot almost all day, and it was just. Well, they're they're young kids, you know. Yeah, and I get but that, but at the same, and here we you, go again down the Marshall path. You can't, you can't. You got to hustle. You got to hustle, but you know what? If you're any good, I shouldn't be, be on, on my lid. lid. But there that's right. Go. But that's right. That's where you go. But mistakes start there. happen. But mistakes happen. And mistakes that's why, happen. And that's why we have marshals there. The marshals are there. Okay, but in you case can't be yelling mistakes. at the marshal then. Live RC currently like, just like, crashed. Like you know what we practice, what we pe- what we uh, what preach we here? preach. No, no I, I don't disagree with you, but I have to disagree that what you're saying about what that Martin, what happened in that situation, though, is wrong. Like you, you can't expect some burnout kid who's 14 to really want to care, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just you can't. I shouldn't have been on. You shouldn't have been on your lid in the first place. You should have been putting down eight second laps, you know, and letting us know about it. Oh, well, it is what it is. It, it, exactly. The part was fixed. The good news is we talked Mike down. Yeah. He didn't he jump hand, off the ledge. He handed me my his B5M. I did the, the, the rear arm change for him, got them all back together, and got him back out there. Like at one point there, he had stuff unplugged. <laughs> he had everything. He was ready to go. <laughs> Other than carrying his bins out the door. You know what the part that bothered me the most about it was? Is the kid didn't come say, I'm sorry for... The other guy wrecking you? Did, didn't even have to say I'm sorry. But just the fact that, oh, man, that sucked. Well, the guy that landed landed on you, right? He did. Did he but say how is, how is it the guy that landed on me's fault, though? Yeah, the guy that landed on him is kind of... he. Because you know, you know who what? the guy that landed on me was, right? Yeah, I know who the guy... But you know what? The guy, that's not his <laughs> fault either because he's just jumping. He's in the air at that but point. we're on a figure eight death race course. That's what you get, Right? It's the it's the race course's fault. To figure the the uh, what the crossovers are deadly, but I 
like to say that the one that's going to come on April twelfth, <laughs> it's not going to be so bad. It's not going to be like that. There's going to be a nice big landing. Oh, and we're not going to see eye to eye on that one, Jim. No, so we will. Stupid. We will. I got Marty and I got Will on the jump. They don't know it yet, but they're listening right now. Marty, get on it. He knows. <laughs> he knows what he has to build. You've given it to him already. Yeah, I've given it to him. Yep. You give him the track, the track layout. I hope. I hope they call me. They come there and put in my two cents. Oh, I'm sure you're their new track uh, track creator over here. I don't know if I'm the new track creator, but. I mean, the other half of I it liked is, your last track. Is, the, is the race director, too, and that's what I'm going to call out on that one. Because if there was some attention being paid as well, there would be the, you know, that, that call out. And there was a lot of that, too. And there's, I'm sure there's a lot of that of our races, like at our home track. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those situations where clearly not everybody has their heart in the same place. And, and it's getting frustrating. It really is. Well, and and I, and I understand that. Um, I I blame the track. I mean, if we wouldn't have the crossover, we probably wouldn't have had that. Especially. Well, I'm going to be you, honest. If I if there? I'm marshalling, if I'm marshalling, other than like when I marshaled novice there, like the short course trucks. Yeah, okay, they're probably going to hurt a little if they get you, but nothing major. But when it comes to the two wheel drive, four wheel drive buggies, if I'm marshalling one of those races in that area, guess what, buddy? If there's cars coming. I'm not going to grab your car. It's just not <laughs> happening. I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking a, a a four and a half five pound RC that's traveling at, you know, eight 30. mile an hour. Yeah. Mid. It's just not happening. It's take, not happening. Take it right to the. Exactly. It's just. It's just not happening. But that isn't even what the situation was, though. Jim, you're keeping me on my toes with your editing stuff today. No, I know. I'm on fire. I gotta write. But that it, what if that didn't happen? You take that buggy, just choke slam it right to the ground. <laughs> Pretty much, stomp on it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, there was one point where I threat where I threaded right between two two marshals, and and after I did it, I was like, sweet. Ooh. But then I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I should have slowed right down. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. I threaded right between the two of them, because <laughs> you got to keep up your lap time, say people. Yeah, of course. Well, especially when you're talking about fast laps or like in the nine second range. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know got- how many laps we? I think I did forty one. You did forty three, and Frank did one hundred and ten. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I couldn't tell like, you. Live RC doesn't want to load from here like now. Talk about dizzy! Holy man! And live RC is telling me no. Oh, and another thing too. I want to add foam tires. Thank God he had them there for sale. Thank God. I don't. So you, you finally hear what we're talking about? <laughs> you know what? I, I was getting down on the dumps about my two-wheel drive, my four-wheel drive, especially my two-wheel drive, because I just can't get the thing to smarten up. And and there there are times where I could take my tool drive and win. Remember at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. that thing was unstoppable. And Something now, changed with our carpet in the middle of the year. Now it drives like a chuck wagon with a wobbly wheel at the back, you know. And there's nothing I can do. But does it do the same thing when you go to Casey's with it every time? Well, no. Then I put the foams on. Well, no, but prior, like okay. yeah, oh yeah. It oh, okay. Well, drives, I, see, I didn't have that problem. Drives like junk. Mine would drive like junk on our track. I go to Casey's and it would be fine. Yeah. But then I put the foam tires on and the four-wheel drive buggy. Oh, my God. Isn't that fun? <laughs> and now I have this four-wheel drive weapon. I'm not used to driving like that because I haven't drive, driven like that in forever. Oh, 
I'm telling you. But I think I did pretty good with 41 laps. You so. need to put a better motor in yours. No, the yeah, motor's Yeah, fine. no, you enough, do. I got enough jam there. Okay, for... well, because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a T-bone bumper like Mike runs, and the next time you're in front of me on the starting grid, I am just going to use it to move yeah, you. Yeah, you, you could have took me out there. Eh? Oh, man, and I didn't. I no, went around you, good. and it cost me many. Driver etiquette. <laughs> yeah. I had, to, I had to work my butt off. I went Another from... thing, driver etiquette. If you're three laps down and the first place is coming by you, are you going to pass them? Sure. Why not? Pass them and try and take them out? Sure. You're three laps down. What's the point? <sighs> Whatever. He's, he's coming up from behind you. He's trying to go around you, and you're going to take him out at the jump? The jump. Of all the places, you're gonna, the tabletop. No, it, it is frustrating when you're coming up to on, on somebody you've lapped already once before. You're about to put them down another lap. And I'm not saying they just need to move and make it super easy to get by them. No, I'm not saying move over, but... but don't race me. And the, the drivers that do, buddy, you're awesome. Yeah. The people that do Mr. acknowledge. Mr. there? Oh. Yeah. Guy knew he was two laps down. So I'm just going to go over to the side here. Meanwhile, he's still second place. He's he's cool. He's still doing his fast laps. Yeah. But I, I got a freight trainer I got to try and control. There's somebody, I think, was it Steve? Or there's somebody that we were racing with that knew they were a little slower. And every time it'd be like. Uh, Jason Conrad, too. He's always saying, Jim, you want me to move over? Don't worry about it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Not saying I'm the, the fastest guy out there, but when they do well, say that. Well, but when you are faster, yeah, it's, it's, I know, I know, I know. I know. Even when Joel's coming behind me, I said, okay, I'm going to go wide. And then with Frank, I, I can't get out of his way quick enough because he's coming on. Like yeah, a he's coming like a freight train. Like a Frank train. Like a Frank train? That's a new one, like a Frank train. I like that one. See, he should get a shirt made up with that on the back. Like Frank, a Frank train? train. I like that one, the Frank train. I'm going to call Tim. Call him up. We're adding Tim. Oh, oh! you can take a picture uh-huh. of the secret that's in the bag. And, and send it to Tim? And send it to Tim. You'll, we could do that. He'll want to buy it on the spot, though. I don't know. you got to see some of the stuff this guy's got. You should see some of the stuff I got. What? You should see my packages. What? Oh, Is this there you are, Tim. Hey, what's up? Oh, you're coming through really loud. Um, how was supper? Right. Let me fix that. Let's see, that better? Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Mike's still there. Or did he quit. Mike's still there. He's just not saying anything. Michael, trying to do fourteen things at once. Why would you be doing that? So, for for people that don't know, um. Tim Smith and I have uh, become friends over the last couple of months. Uh, Tim was ever so um, gracious to ask me to co-host the TSR Speed Shop podcast with him, uh, which I've had a blast doing. And now it's Tim's turn to be on our podcast. Now, I'm not going to say this is Tim's, this isn't Tim's official MBM podcast. Uh, It's his first appearance, but it's not his. We're going to do one specifically with Tim. Oh. Coming up. Tim, do you have your cell phone there with you, Hanny? Matt's, Matt's going to send you a picture of something I have in here in this this TLR bag. Okay. That I want you to see. I'm pretty proud of it. Oh, I'm ready. Just okay. send it on. Oh. Okay. It's supposed to be our 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 uh, gym special thing. Well, let's pull it out right now because it's <laughs> you know what it's in this bag. Let's get this so, team associate stuff. Pull out gym special thing. 
Matt, are you still getting him coming in hot? Yeah, he's coming in hot, and just it, it blows my mind because me and him talk on a weekly basis through Skype, and it never sounds like that. Why am I crazy right now? Yeah, like you're overmodulated. You know what? Are you gonna knock beer cans all over the place? There's like there's like six beer cans. It's not letting me <laughs> open this bag here right now. Anyway, I'd like to thank Crawler Concepts, Michelle, for making it rain. Okay. Okay, Matt. What? You got the lock for the chain? Because I'm about to take the chain off this thing. Oh, okay. Okay, you ready? Hurry up. You ready? We're only on the radio here, I guy. Know, I know. Just wait. Oh, my. Is that better? <laughs> oh, yeah. That look oh, that sounds really oh, good, that's Tim. that's way better. Okay. I got you. Sorry, I was doing some other stuff. That's okay. Oh, my God. Tim, bring it. Or, uh, Jim, bring it over here so I can take a picture. Where do you want it? You got, like, you got computer boards all there. Well, just hold it, like, right there. Well, here, let me so what's new and exciting, Tim, while they flipper-flabber over things we can't see? Well, let's see. What is new exciting, huh? Oh. Wait a minute. I have a picture to look at. Oh, oh wait. Oh, came back I, quick, did it? We got slow, slow down. What is that? Those are his skins. Uh, this is a custom chassis he had uh, done by uh, Emery Works Fabrication. Yep. Is it metal? Yeah, it's it's all metal tube oh. uh, tube chassis, custom tube chassis. Brazed. Um. Kind of see further away so I can see the whole. I'm kind of losing. Uh, and like I made window skins for skin. it. That makes sense. Window nets, custom skins. Oh, I like the overshot though. And I got locked up RC uh, rims that match the real thing. It's the copy of the Trail Gear buggy. Yeah. From Matt Mezzer. Oh, that's cool. Want to do one more of the roof? Sure. Well, I got one of the roof already. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. That's a nice far away one. And it's got dig in it and everything. Sweet. It's it's not done on the paint, and it needs a little <laughs> bit more screws. Your can't sitting up there. What you guys have been doing? It's bad. <laughs> I don't work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can every picture I'm noticing, man. There's beer cans everywhere, and then yeah. there's one that there's let's see one, two, three, four, at least five or six that I can see in the corner. Well, those those are gyms, and I've been throwing mine in a garbage can behind me. Wow, I'm way, way behind. We're just going to leave that there because it's too pretty to be in a bag. Look, 007. Yeah, that is pretty. <laughs> but, uh, what what he's bragging about is the skins, the actual uh, where it like, says Falcon skins. on it. Mm -hmm. She she got the copy of the actual from the yeah. trail gear. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's super cool. They're just wraps. The wraps. But it's not quite done. Still got to get the engine in there. Oh, you're gonna put like a stop, like a, a scale engine? Yeah, I'm gonna rape a one twelfth uh, oh, awesome. uh, scale. Uh, so you're Mustang. gonna do this, but then you're gonna go full scale with it too. Yeah, it's going full scale. Like, uh, oh, I love it, dude! I so love gonna, it. All the electronics are kind of hidden now. On the one side, you can't see where the receiver is. I'll put pictures up on uh, on Facebook if people want to check it out. So I have other crawlers that I'm gonna play with, but this is gonna be my like super scale. Mm-hmm. And when he, and then when you run it, you got to be like a foot away, so you, in case it rolls over, you gotta you want to. Oh, you mean a, you don't want it to go cliff diving like before? No, I'll take the twelve foot or fifteen foot <laughs> fall. Yeah. Are those one nine or one fives? Those are one nines. Okay. Yeah, those those rims were a pretty penny, but we tried to order the um, the four forty screws twice now, and each time they send like uh, two millimeter. So locked up RC's got some issues there with that. Uh, I was going to say, do you guys have access to a place called McMaster Car? Uh, yeah, we have like a Canadian Tire like 
fast and all might have it. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. kind of thing. Like, like, like I put screws in there, like four forty screws, but I wanted the uh, the like nuts. To you know, the nuts yeah. on the ends, like on the bead locks. I have the nut look. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you go to K and K Hardware too, he'll uh, he'll sell you just uh, specific, you know, sizes and thread and all that. So you can go to those guys too. There you go. Right on. Get some stainless. You know, I've done that. Just like I'll tell him certain things I need. You know, and just get those instead of getting a huge bag of you know doubles of a lot of stuff. I think it looks prettier, like with the wheels turned this way. It looks nice, Jim. <laughs> hey, you want to hold it? No, I'm good. You can stay over there. Sure. With it right now, where you where you where you just sit and you move the tires and you look at it and you yeah. just, oh, uh, I've put in hours of just staring at it. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> and, Isn't dream, the best and dreaming of like certain areas mm-hmm. we have around here. I love it. It's gonna I look love good. It so much. It's gonna look good on the rocks. I'm telling you. Yeah, I love it. I loved. I I tell you, I spend more time. I have spent more time probably over the years just staring at oh, cars yeah. than, than my, really doing anything with like them. Like my lower back's just effed, you know, because you just sit there and stare at it. But <laughs> rock, Like rock crawling for me is like I got a cigar. I smoke cigars. I mm-hmm. usually have uh, abundance of pop, food in a cooler, and I'm gone mm-hmm. like all day, you know, mm-hmm. a load really? of batteries. <laughs> and and, I, and I have this, this one spot out in Bruce Mines, this place near us where it's white dolomite, where it's that white rock. Yeah, yeah. That's been molded through time and ice, so it's mm-hmm. just smooth. Oh, I tell you, dang, it's like heaven. I want a crawl, and I haven't been out in a while. You know, trailing. I haven't been out in a while. Yeah, but just you're getting to go to Axial Fest in July, so I don't even go there. Yeah, I need to. Well, I'm thinking about not even running this truck until then. I mean, you know, make sure everything's right. But um, I'm not sure what uh, I was talking with um, with the higher ups at Max Amps today. And uh, I don't know that I don't know that we're gonna have a booth at RCX. There's kind of a, they're not sure if um, they want to put out the dough for a booth or just have me basically go there and stroll around and talk to certain key people. And which you know for me, um, wow, it's a lot easier. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> booth and talking to you know yeah. Well, how much? How, like, how much is a booth though? Um, is it like something stupid? Like, it's it's pretty stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. I mean, like a ten by ten is what we usually get, and uh, um, what can I equate it to without saying the actual number? Five. You could 10. buy. A, you could buy uh, about fifteen, eh, about thirteen uh, Yeti RTRs. How's that? Wow! Holy! That is ridiculous! Wow! Throw down because you got to put down carpet and pad. You got to put down tables, and you got to have the uh, metal runners. You have to rent all that stuff. None of that stuff comes. You just get the space, but you have to have that stuff to have a booth. So wow! Yeah, there's um, there's been some talk that uh, the entries for this show is very very low. I I know the other night on the show, uh, Matt with you, uh, Charlie from Novak said they weren't. They weren't going to have a booth this year, which they always have a booth. They yeah. have a, like a mobile booth. They just basically pull in and open it up, and bang, it's a booth. And we're talking about <laughs> Novak, like Max Amps, Novak, like two huge yeah. companies saying, no, we're not going to have one this year. Well, you you want a bigger one. If you've ever been to this show out here, hold on, <clears throat> a little clear of the throat. If you've ever been to the show out here, even any trade show, you know, the RC trade shows, um, normally Trexus has a semi-truck, and they have their... Um, their blow up like you know drive area, yep. and then a whole area blocked off where they do all these stunts with uh, the Revos and all that. And last I checked, which was about three o'clock this afternoon, they have not reserved a spot. Which, Come on, 
entire show is built around them in the middle. So, well, yeah, know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So, well, do you think that's maybe the the um, like event people? Like, did they jack the price up, or has it always been well, expensive? Or they actually changed the person that uh, ran the event, who's run for the last few years, is is not doing it anymore. It's a new corporation they've gone to. So, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, Max Amps, you know, they deal with it there. I don't really deal with that side of it. So I'm not really sure. Um, but it's it's really crazy because last year I thought I got more foot traffic. I worked the booth by myself both days. And I felt like there was more foot tra- traffic than I've had, you know, in, in a few years at that show. I mean, it was just nonstop talking to people the whole weekend. And um, so I was a little shocked to hear that other companies weren't coming back. But I don't know if. I, I'm really not sure what they paid last year. And, you know, I mean, there's little weird power plays, too, where companies are, um, this is a RC car action show. And so, you know, it, if you're advertising with them, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that you may be bartering for, you know, uh, show space, you know, if you're going to renew your contract kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so you know, there's, there's kind of that game that could be going on. But uh, I was... You know, I was a little surprised not to see some heavy hitters already, you know, set up to, you know, take their booths over. Like we, I was looking at the list to pick where we wanted to be, and it was really empty. Like I was, I was shocked. So I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Well, that's that's just interesting. See, this this is some a direction. I'll be there either way, I guess I should say that. Yeah, Pretty well, but this is a direction I didn't expect. Uh, this podcast to go on. It's kind of interesting just to talk uh-huh. about. And this is kind of why I, you know, after Tim and I first talked, I was, this is why I want to have Tim on every once in a while because he just, he brings that other aspect to the NBM podcast that, you know, we don't think to talk about. Like, I don't think to talk about RCX. Do I want to go one year? Absolutely. Am I going to try and get paid to go to it? No, but I'm going to just try and get airfare to go to it. Yeah. If I can do that, then <laughs> I'll, figure, I'll I'll cover the rest of it. No problem. Will I right. ever get there? <laughs> Probably not. Wishful thinking at this point. Gonna plan yeah. a Vegas trip when the, they got st- stuff going on, which oh. I did, but I went the week after they had the 112 Worlds or whatever it was. Oh, all right. Something or other. Well, the you were, you were sh- talking sh- about going back in 2016. I already told you, go when the friggin' eight scale Worlds are there. Yeah, and, and then I missed mm-hmm. what uh, some race. I forget what it was. <laughs> or the porn convention. You gotta go in the. Never mind. You have to edit that one out. <laughs> Hey, hey, did you notice something that Charlie said that I didn't pick up on until I I was editing the show? And he was saying that um, through uh, Live RC, the races that he would be going to, one of them was the eight scale off road worlds. And I thought, wow, he's going to be at these races. That Adam, I don't know, man. I have a feeling we're going to see we're going to see that world win out of him really, really soon. Like, yeah, really soon being you know the next time, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, we're we're gonna get tied in with that. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go to wherever it is and go see it. Well, where what, does anybody know where it is this year? Wasn't he in Vegas? And then a couple of days later, he's out at some track practicing. Like, you know, like when I go RCing, you know, I at least like take three, four, five days off before I start. Yeah. He's going hard right now. Yeah. Oh, I think. I mean, even going weekends, he's he never. Well, at least he doesn't usually publicize it, but. I know Rhonda put up several photos this weekend of of her and him out. So they were out, you know, in the heat, man, burning laps. He's yeah, yeah. I watched he, video and of for him TLR. Running. He wasn't doing that. He was kind of no. It's he's, exciting. I mean, yeah. when he was on our show, he made it really clear. 
you know, he he's really happy with where he's at. Yeah. But certainly, he. Uh, well, you got that human factor, right? You always got something to prove, and mm-hmm. and you know, if you win that, <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Right. I mean, he he knows, like we said, you know, I mean, dude, you're a legend. I mean, there's no there's no denying it. Yeah. Everyone knows yeah. that you're going to go down in the history. As he maybe. doesn't have to win it, but I'm I tell you, I know he wants but to. That, yeah, but that solidifies it, doesn't it? You know, like in his own mind, like there it is. I mean, I'm there. I, I've done everything. I've I've won it all. So, I, you know, more power to him. I can't wait. I'm, I'm sure he's going to do it. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> and, and on that note, <laughs> let me clear my throat. <laughs> Did uh, Matt tell you that I uh, lost a gasket there when he started to call Adam Drake? I'm like, oh I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just lost it. I I can't believe that he's got Adam Drake on on this phone. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I uh, thought it was funny because you know, doing this now for the little bit that I've been doing it and talking to, you know, different um, different people from RC and everything like that. Right? It, it's been a little uh, uh, humbling for me. Right? So I I don't I don't put it over anything big like that. It was kind of funny when he was. Uh, when uh, when when he was first looking at me and going, oh, my God, that's Adam Drake's phone number. And I laughed at him. I, I muted myself. I said, yeah. I said, I got Rhonda's, too, if you want to yeah. see that one. He goes, what? Right. He does a little brain exploding, uh, exploding thing. It was, yeah, it was funny. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you you know, even I was, I was even telling you, like, the next day I was talking to Adam. We were we were texting back and forth. And that alone was, was pretty fantastically cool. But. Then I, I, I don't even know if I, I should have screenshot it. I still have it, of course. But, you know, during some conversation we were having about something, he replies back to me, dude, you're awesome. And I'm like, oh, my day's made now. That's it. <laughs> Man, it's, it's all over for me. <laughs> yeah. And, and even in the conversations I've had through email with Adam, um, you know, they haven't been extensive or crazy or anything like that. But he he's just. He's it, a nice it, guy. It's you know? so you, nice to see that side of somebody you know what i mean that's that popular yeah and i know to well, a lot of people he's he's just a guy who races toy cars but to people like myself jim mm-hmm. even yourself tim and even mike you know that's adam drake mm-hmm. you know adam drake yeah do you like, need like, to say more really if he wanted to be a he could be you know but he's not no he's really like to a high degree i mean He's very, very polite, good. He's just a good guy. So, I don't know. Some people you can kind of even, you know, you can tell when they're being good. I certainly can be accused of that when when you may be thinking something different. But uh, with a guy like that, it's it doesn't seem like it. It just seems like that's how he is, you know. So, I don't know. I wish more guys in his position or, you know, near his level in RC were uh, adopted that same attitude. It'd, it'd go a long ways for RC itself. Yeah, it, it would, it would, but I don't think you'll uh, you'll see that. Did we lose Mike? I don't know. I haven't looked. Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay. Wasn't sure if you were still there or not. <laughs> Mike, what are you working on? <clears throat> he's multitasking. Uh, things that put money in my pocket. Oh, he's working on compu- compulators. Computulators. But yeah, so. I guess, uh, what else? There was something else we wanted to talk about. I got to start <laughs> writing this stuff down is what I really yeah. need to start doing. You should. You need to do it, Enda. 
Why would I want to do a show agenda? Then I'd actually be organized, and this thing would oh. flow smoothly. Dude, even with a show agenda, we don't, we don't, or I don't stick to it. I can't even blame you at all. I well, wish I could drag something else in. <laughs> you know, it's all my fault. funny talking with Charlie there uh, at, on your last podcast. You know, Charlie's such a cool dude, and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know who Charlie was. I had no idea he was associated with Novak. You know, I didn't, I didn't know. Man, Novak, man, he is the man there. And just, just getting a chance to to chat with him, and 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 you know, he he's a, he's a cool dude. And and you know what, Jim. You'd like Charlie a lot. How come? He's into the uh, FPV uh, quadcopter racing stuff. Yeah, I'd love to get into mm-hmm. that, but oh. Actually, no, it's not as expensive as you think. No, I just, I'm scared of it. Yeah, you break it, fix it. Electronic-wise, I'm scared of it. Yeah, Charlie's a great guy. I've known him for, man, at, at least 10 plus years now. So we kind of knew who each other was long before we actually, you know, met up, but... Yeah, he's a great guy, man. He's a he's a great uh, influence for RC. I mean, he he really really loves it, and he's a good guy and does good things. And so, I mean, and then like I said, you know, you meet him and he's super fun. I mean, holy cow, is he super fun? I I pretty much spent the majority of Axial Fest with him. Yeah, and I mean, it's just a great time. Oh, so. I'm so jealous of that. Dude, you guys got to come. No, what I got to do is I got to go check my lottery ticket that I haven't checked yet and see if if here I am. I've got like five of them in my car. (laughs) We very well could be there if one of us won the lottery. Then we're going. Yeah. Oh, man. The whole podcast will be there. We're sleeping in the tent in the campground. Let's do it. Now we'll get a hotel room. Now, I'll I'll tell you this. This was something that, I mean, I I know how we can do it. it. Is a long time ago, like back you know, early mid nineties um, when I used to hang out with this guy named Mike Ogle and we had just teeny tiny, we really had no sponsorship. He just knew every, he, he worked for associated and he worked for a couple of the magazines at the time. And so he, everybody knew who he was in the industry and out in California, 90% of all the businesses were out here. And so all these places knew him. And so we would cruise around and, you know, they would give us some free spur gears or something like that. And that was kind of the extent of our, our whole sponsorship and and one year we decided once we decided we were going to start drag racing all over and we were going to travel back east he had this brilliant idea that he went to all his spawn all his people that he knew quote-unquote sponsors and he said hey you know i know you guys can't really sponsor me anything but hey if you could pay for like my entry fee then uh that would be awesome and so he went around did that to everybody and he ended up making enough money to pay for his hotel and his and his uh, flight so Nice. The long, majority are the majority. The majority, what? The moral of that story is that just go around to all these people that want to advertise on the podcast and, you know, see if you can get 25 bucks out of them. The next thing you know, you guys are all in beautiful Lake Tahoe, California. So so saying that, and and honestly, Tim, from your perspective, because you're, you know, I, I consider you uh, somebody who knows a lot. In in the realm of RC, whether or not that's the truth, it's completely irrelevant at this point. But do you okay. do you really think something like the MBM podcast is is there? Is it really there? Like yeah, to why that? not? Well, I don't know. Well, okay, dude, I'm you, some local look, racer who spent a thousand dollars on some equipment to record with friends of mine. Like, <laughs> but you you have to go back to my my first rule, and if you don't believe it, they won't believe it, and if you do, they will. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I believe in my podcast. I just, I, I guess maybe it's just me being modest because I don't want to be. 
Yeah, this is not about that. This is about what you can deliver too. I mean, you know, when I was talking uh, with the guys at Max Amps today about about the show, they're like, "Look, you know, let, let, let's talk about let's talk about this in real numbers." And you know, you in, in the entire weekend, which is you know grueling physically and mentally, you, you'll talk to you know what what. 600 people i mean 300 people a day is a lot of people to talk to when you're talking 15 20 minutes um and so you figure 300 maybe 500 people is the people that you get a chance to talk to and they're like look at your podcast you you just started it and you already get more than that every show yeah for basically you know no money essentially we can you know we can get the same level of contact and these might be people these are people worldwide not people just in southern california that already know who you are because you do this show every year and you're the dude out here so they all you know they all know who you are so like wow i mean that's that is the truth so even if you get you know 200 that's 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 a lot of people that are seeing it And, and i mean i think these numbers will grow you look at some of the other podcasts i won't well, I mean the Radio Impound one. I mean, yeah. according I'm to not their afraid numbers, to mention them. Yeah, they're getting several thousand. You know. Yeah. Or when they have me on, then they get you know ten thousand. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I actually looked that up. What is the, what is that though? See, that is, that's the thing. Like, how? Why? Explain that so we can take it on to like my show or your guys' show. Like, let's figure out whatever I did right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was on fire. That's the only thing I could think. Is I was on freaking fire. You know, so I don't know. I remember my, that my, they're a hundred what, hundred and twelve episodes in now? Something yeah, like 111. That. Three years or something they've been doing it. You know, so I mean, uh that's that's you know Yeah, but Mike, when when you when you have a Podbean account and you you like a podcast or something like that, you can go through your, your own little timeline thing and it mm. shows you in the bottom corner how many listens that particular episode has had. Yeah. And when you scroll through the Ripcasts podcast, like when you scroll through your timeline and see them all, you know, a lot of them have, you know, 5,000, 6,000, you know, some of them have seven, but then you get to Tim's average. Yeah. You get to Tim's and he's got almost 10,000 listens to his episode, which is one of the highest episodes. Like for us, Mark Pavitas's episode was the biggest one we've had. It's got like 1400 listens. Like, that's crazy to think, you know, I don't even get it. 1,400 people in the world have listened to that. That's nuts. I'm throwing right. tires all over the place that I'm gluing. I know it's nuts. So, yeah, I haven't looked back on their first, let's say, you know, 50 episodes to see what kind of numbers they start out at, you know, how that works. Um, I don't know three years ago that they had the social media uh, opportunity. I guess you do that we have now. So, yeah. Yeah, three, three years ago, yeah, Facebook and stuff was, it's not as relevant as it is now back then, but it was mm-hmm. it was rolling three years ago for sure. So, yeah, I, I would imagine. I, I mean, I have to go and look and see if I go back that far in the archive, but I would imagine, um, you know, their numbers are a lot closer to ours in general, you know. So where do you want the podcast to go? Is that what you're talking about? Who, Pod- me? Yeah. Like, do you want it to be huge? I want it to be one of those ones where when, like, like race promoter. Well, like MBM when Techno, and- like say when Techno or Associated or any one of those companies has something, you know, that they really want to talk about, we're in the list of places they reach out to to want to talk to. I, I want to be there. You know, I want to maybe be eventually be one of those ones where, you know, um, something like an Axial Fest or, uh, you know, any kind of like 
event that's happening that's big, like a say like the the Reedy Race or something like that, where they reach out and say, "Hey, do you guys want to come out and do a podcast live from out here?" Now, is it ever going to get there? I don't know. Maybe it's hard to say. Hmm. But what about you, Tim? Do you want? What do you see in the future? Um, you know, uh, I I when I started this, I tried. I only I only wrote about I don't know ten or fifteen episodes worth. And just kind of figured whatever happens at that point will happen. I had no intentions of having guests on or anything like that. I just, I knew 15 different items that I wouldn't mind talking about. And I kind of figured the rest would maybe fill in. And if it worked, it worked. And if it didn't, it didn't. Um, so to be honest with you, I really enjoy doing them. They're, yeah. they're super fun. Um, I don't know why. When I was really young, like maybe eight or nine years old, I do remember uh, I went with my dad to an electronics swap meet these are the cool things i got to do as a kid go to electronic swap meets and uh it's it's no doubt i ended up how i am but but i ended up buying a old reel-to-reel tape recorder yeah and uh i remember coming home with it I had a mic and i sat and i recorded my own radio shows Oh geez. and I, I would sit and talk and you know i don't remember at all what i did really but i do remember i would sit in front of the stereo with the microphone sitting there my finger on the pause button waiting for a song just to start on the radio so I could unpause and try to record it in time with, you know, when I did my lead in and like, it was ridiculous. Like I was really like, it's, it's just a fun thing for me. Even editing the shows, I have a good time with it. So it's more of the process. I'm just a process guy. Like you give me anything that I can take and try to make better and pick apart. I mean, that's what I do professionally and that's what I do RC wise too. I guess that's professionally too. And the podcast is that same kind of feeling where, you know, the sound, I mean, the quality, getting getting it better, getting the interviews better, getting better at giving interviews and giving uh, something uh, that whoever's listening to it can really enjoy more than just uh, my, my aspect is I'm not really into asking guys, you know, OK, so what kind of setup or what kind of spring did you run or, you know, whatever that I don't really care about that stuff. I just I want to know more about them. I think they're more interesting. So, and their lives in RC. So, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I think I bring a little different piece. And when you, that runs the course, I don't know. Do you see yourself being sixty years old and doing the same thing? Like, I mean, that would be cool. Well, it won't be very long from now. So, no, no but you know what I mean. Like that that <laughs> old man. Like you, like you've been around. You've had the podcast for years. Like that that that'd be so cool. Well, maybe the the truth of the matter is, and I I said this like last year is um, I, I quietly and I'm I'm starting to leak this plan out, but I, I I've I've quietly been establishing a, a two year plan to remove myself from RC at least at, at this type of level, mm-hmm. you know this this more of a public level, I guess, for lack yeah. of a better way to put it. Um, and so the, I'm very much in the in the midst of that right now. And so I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I really do enjoy doing the podcast. My wife and I were just talking about this earlier tonight when I got home because, you know, this is what we talk about. Yeah. And I told her, I go, you know, it's, it's, it's really great because, you know, I can put up, I can go out and get a bunch of pictures and go out on a trail and see, you know, 20 people or whatever and, and post up stuff about that. I go, but then I can sit in, you know, essentially my garage and record for two hours which just seems like you know talking with people and i put that out and it it reaches a a vast huge audience so i don't even have to really go anywhere to reach people anymore in rc i mean it's really become something i can do (laughs) you know at some extent i can just i guess you live off your past but um i'm not really trying to do that i just you know i'll interview and do stuff until it seems boring i guess i don't i don't know 
I don't really have a, I mean, I like to win, you know, I'm yeah. super competitive. So yeah, inside what, I want shows that have, you know, 15,000 listeners every time. <laughs> what, what about a Tim Smith brand of product? Is that in the future? Um, cause, it, cause you know, as, been, as guys, we have to, we have to, uh, leave something behind, you know, wh- <laughs> whether it be a kid or we have to build, well, right. We have to, we, we have to. Yeah, that's really, and you're totally right because, um, like Tim Smith's batteries story, or something, you know. Well, there has been that actually, and there's been motors and and a couple other items. Um, it, it's you know it really started for me uh, about five years ago. I was in a pretty bad motorcycle accident, and uh, I decided at that point we'll go into that in some other show. But I decided at that point to really put a major effort into RC. Um, I've always Maybe it's because you come close to uh, demise being, you know, run over on the freeway or whatever. But but to me, I looked at our scene. I thought, you know, I have loved it uh, very, very deeply, you know, nearly my entire life. It's been a huge part of my life. It's, it's been the hobby I've done. I mean, I've had little other hobbies, but it's been the one that's been consistent and taken up the majority of my life. And uh, if I could ever have any gift or give any gift, it would be to leave a lasting impression in this industry and what it is, you know, to, to look back and look at a guy like Joel Johnson or Mark Pavitas and these guys, you know, they have, they have left impressions, um, for different reasons. And so that became kind of my goal, I guess, quietly Mm -hmm. was to, you know, to, to really, to, to give as much back to RC as I can and really enjoy it and show people how great it is. And so that sort of, you know, there were some, there were some plans in mind. I mean, the speed run thing was what I was doing and I wanted to go really fast and I wanted to be the first one at 200 and that didn't work out, but it didn't really seem to matter because there was, you know, the eight hour run and the 24 hour, you know, run. And then there's been all this crawler stuff and, you know, there's all, there's always been kind of a, a, a never, a, you know, a never ending cycle of new things. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, uh, but now I won't even go into that because that's just bad luck. But um, <laughs> I'm on. I I do have. Let's just say I do have a chance. It would seem to um, solidify that that mark of of you know being a name in this industry. It you know could happen in the next couple of months, really. And okay. so, if that does work out that way, that really will be the uh, that really will be the icing on the cake for me. And. You know, I, I mean, what else can I ask? And, you know, about two or three months ago, this kid uh, who runs RC Fest, he I, I he, he'd been a fan of mine on on Facebook and all that. And um, and I kind of helped him support his races very little. I mean, and he gosh, I know I'm missing some out of the story, but uh, his name's Adam Munns and he runs RC Fest and uh He'd done a, a GoFundMe. His mom did with him. He's he's like a he's twelve years old, I think now, and they did a GoFundMe to raise money so they could fly out here. Him and his mom come out here and meet me, and he could go trail riding with me. Like yep. that's what he wanted to do, and um, that was a pretty big deal. And they did get funded. He came out. We took him out to uh, Axial and let him tour the facility. And you know, he got a car and a whole you know the whole shebang. The whole thing went down, and we. Went out and we, I took him down to this really great place right on the beach that I go to. And uh, we trail rode for a few hours and then we all went out and had burgers and, and all. And, and you know, that day, when I left there that day, I, I realized that the goal I had 
to, you know, want to leave this mark and all that, it kind of didn't matter. It kind of already happened, you know? Like, yeah. I looked at that moment and thought, how much, how does it get better than this? You've made such an impression on someone's life that, you know, they, they've, this is the extent they've gone to just to be around you, to meet you and know you. And that says a lot about you and, and about, you know, how you're carrying yourself. And so I thought, <laughs> records. I mean, Adam said this too, and it was really kind of funny because I, we both think the same way that, you know, no one will remember the race or no one's going to remember a record I broke or anything, but they'll remember that few minutes that I spent with them, talking with them or helping them or whatever. So, yeah, when, when he gave that kid his uh, vehicle to run after the race there. Yeah. Yeah, that blew my mind too. Oh my God, you never forget something like that. Yeah. And so it's just, um, you know, those are the things, you know, maybe you just learn those as you get older, I guess, or whatever. And I'm lucky to to be going after this adventure at this point in my life because it's it seems uh, it seems easier and simpler. You know, it seems like the right thing. So it's it's I'm really enjoying where I'm at. I mean, I've been super blessed to be where I am. I mean, I'm not a I'm not out. I mean, I I did a lot of on road and all that. And but I didn't win a bunch of world titles and these things like some of these guys did. But, you know, it's just all in. It's all in how I guess it is for you and RC. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, well, I. What are you gonna say, Mike? No, I was gonna say. So, Tim, like, would you? You'd have to agree with the fact that the industry is kind of always changing too, right? And it's kind of one of those, you know, with Facebook and Skype and all these different things that we're using. You know, again, it goes into that whole conversation of your reach isn't just what's local, right? It's you can globally get information you know get people that are interested in you want to be like you want to do the things that you're doing right and Mm -hmm. i think we see that matt like i mean just look at again i guess kind of what we do though right month to month is is slightly different than what you're doing right tim like you're into that the rock racing more than you are like the uh, off-road uh short course and buggies yeah, I I'm really not. That's that's the last of the items that I have never um, <laughs> competed at. I've right. never gone out and raced off road competitively. Uh, so yeah, it's just one of those things that I never got to. It may happen. You never know. <laughs> well, hey, Adam. Well, Adam did extend an invitation to you to go out and run his vehicle. Yeah, yeah. So and tomorrow is Tuesday. Maybe I'll just. Uh, God, you guys will just you guys will just melt yourselves if I do uh, that. I I definitely would. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I'm okay. You know what? <laughs> I, you know why I'm okay with stuff like that? Is like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm envious of of Tim, but Tim's <clears> in the right location for a lot of that stuff. I'm, I'm not. Oh yeah, for sure. But I know that the way that things are going with the podcast, that myself, Mike, and Jim, all one day will be in the position to be able to do that kind of stuff, to have those kind of invitations extended to us. So. I'm okay with it because one day it'll be our time. Right now, it's just not our time, and we're also three thousand miles away. Yeah, yeah. But the thing you're missing too that I I know, and you probably don't realize this is the time like you and I have gotten to speak with guys like Adam or Ronda or any of them. Um, getting them for forty minutes just to sit and listen to you and talk directly with you—that's a pretty rare thing. I mean, I've seen. It's not like I haven't seen these people before. I see them all the time out here. But we're always both at shows working or something, you know, mm-hmm. there's really not. That's why I was saying after the after the award ceremony at the RCX show, how the hotel, you know, bar gets crazy because it's all <laughs> these people because they never they all know each other. I mean, everybody, it's like a big class reunion. We all know each other. But we never really get to hang out at all. And so, uh, you know, 
just a weird thing. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I think I think now seeing how how things are going for the podcast, that's kind of my look at it is just as if we become those people that that the RC community knows of us, you know, knows who who we are, so it's not weird if you know I reach out or Jim reaches out or Mike reaches out to these people and you know, hey, we want to have you on the show. They're not going, well, who the hell are these guys? You know? Right, absolutely. That That's kind of where I see it. And I guess I got to have a little bit more confidence in the, in the product that I'm producing. You know, I, I still chalk it up to, I have no idea really what I'm doing. I'm just kind of winging it and having fun doing it. Well, that's kind yeah, of, but that's, that's, you know, that's, that's your, your audience draw, too. Right? You know what I mean? I look at it that way on mine. Like the, the audience that's listening to this show is not expecting, you know, a, for lack- Howard Stern production. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, they're just, they're just not, you know, this is not, uh, the, you know, it's not the tonight show level of, of editing or, you know, anything it's, it's dudes and, and, you know, at home on, in our case is really good microphones, <laughs> but you know, it's, I think people get that. I think they're just happy to, I mean, as far as I was when I listened to them, which I listen to everybody's, um, I'm just happy to to get uh, other people's point of view of stuff. I just like to hear people talk about RC. I love RC, and I don't exist in a world, to be honest with you, where there's that many people for me to, to sit and discuss RC at these levels with. I mean, you know, unless I'm, you know, if I'm the same thing, if I'm at a show or a race or something like that, you don't sit around for 45 minutes and just talk about things in the world and how, how they are and, you just don't get that time. So, you know, I, I like the shows for that. And I think that I certainly think that I um, being in it so long and being in it at so many different levels. I mean, you know, like I, said, I always said, I bought my stuff before and I'll probably buy it again. <laughs> you know, there's there's just a life cycle and all these things. I'm in a great portion of the journey right now. Um, but I've you know, I've been up and down and all over the place in this industry. And uh, so it's I think it's um, maybe interesting to people. To hear, you know, you can go really high in it, and you can you can not, and these are the differences in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, it just you know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> so, you know, Tim mentions that he listens to all the podcasts. You know, he listens to a, an assorted variety of them. Every one that I can find, at least. So, <laughs> so he he adds me to Facebook. Right, because he's he's smart enough. He does his due diligence. He figures out who I am. He adds me to Facebook. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not thinking in my brain. I've seen this guy on YouTube before. I've seen the videos. I know who Tim is, but I don't. I'm not putting two and two together. Well, so it goes, is it is Tim Smith. I mean, after all, it's true. Pretty calm. <laughs> so so he goes to me, sends me a message. He goes, hey, anytime you want to talk RC or anything like that, let me know. I'd love to be on with you guys. I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for my kids to get out of school at this point. I'm like, oh, okay. What do you do in RC again? So <laughs> <laughs> he gives me the list and a couple of YouTube videos, and I click on the first one, and I'm sitting there in my truck, and I'm going, "Oh, you stupid, stupid, stupid boy!" <laughs> I, like, at least I was nice enough. I sent you a list. I yeah, mean, well, yeah. Like not, I'm not some big pig head or anything. Like, oh, okay, he doesn't know my deal. Let me explain it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me send you my resume. Yeah. <laughs> I have sent you that already, haven't I? No, I asked you about it, and then I think we went on some other tangent talking about something. Do I need to send that to you? Uh, well, I would like to just see it for the... Uh, Is that my buggy there? That's your buggy oh, there. Those are the pretty. pictures I sent them. Pull that up if you can. 
<laughs> oh, look at look at some her. Really good. Look Take some her. really good Instagrams of it, man. I want. I get get me a few so I can post them up. Who yeah, made, before who made he, the window nets. That's, that's that guy. <laughs> before he leaves, I'll snap a few and get them on Instagram. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I just a thousand you know, bucks later. A thousand bucks later. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Uh, uh, I know that one too, man. Whew. Well, and see, you know, funny, Tim says, you know, I started off buying my stuff and I'll probably go back to buying my stuff. You know, mm-hmm. what my motto is I started buying my stuff and I'll probably always buy my stuff, but I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> Nothing yeah. wrong with buying your stuff. If you're doing this just to not buy your stuff, which there are a lot of guys that, believe me, I get I get probably an email at least a couple a week from somebody that's just, you know, hey, give me a couple batteries. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, let me, get those, let me get those in the mail real quick. You know, <laughs> Hold on a minute. I've known Tim now for a few months, and I've talked a lot with him, and I've gotten pretty comfortable with him. I don't even think I'm to that point where I'd say, hey, Tim, by the way, could you send me a couple of batteries? Like, wow. People, people, people are, are awesome. Yeah. I'm okay with paying my stuff. Me, one, one guy was some, he was some young kid who, who raced uh, motocross, like motorcycle motocross. And he, he messages me, and he's like, hey, man, I was wondering if I could get a couple packs, because I, I talk about you guys all the time. I'm like, um, wait. What? <laughs> you don't even you race motorcycles, dude. You don't even race real car or you know RC cars. Well, yeah, but I got one. Okay. Well, hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to explain this to you, but it's probably not in our best interest to send you hundreds of dollars in batteries. So, man, explain that. I don't know. There's no nice way to put that when someone throws it at you like that. But Mike, so you, Tim, Mike, you still there? I got a question for Mike there, yeah. Mike. Remember we talked about in the summertime of making our own brand of batteries? <laughs> no, we weren't. Yeah, we, we were. We were thinking about. We were throwing it around. Well, no, we were. We were saying how nice would it be? How to nice be, would it be to to assemble packs like like in, SMC? In, in, you know. Well, he doesn't really build them. He just no, buys he, them. He buys them and puts, puts, puts a sticker on them. Built. We yeah. were we were talking about like literally buying okay, the back. You've got this two and three quarter inch by three and five eighths inch little box. Let's put a battery in it, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, we were just trying to get rich and you know not having to work. No, yeah. I still I still think we just need to build those submarines we were talking about. Oh well, um, I got one in the basement. <laughs> Sold one already. It's pretty hard to get rich in RC. Yeah, you... it's pretty hard. Well, I'd, I'd like to know what numbers. Uh... SMC's pulling in because I mean, he's selling a lot of ESCs and bat- batteries. Just seems that uh, he's a just he j- he's just a like a how do I say it a distributor. He's not a manufacturer, right? No, so he's, he's, where he's, Tim, no. you can correct just, me if I'm wrong. Max Amps manufactures batteries and distributes them, right? Uh, right. No, no lipo bag. The individual cells are made in the U.S. or some or, or made. "Quote unquote" in the U.S. Um, now you can assemble them here, but you you can't uh, you can't fill the bags essentially here. So, so you're talking that the the, the individual cells, right, right. Max the individual Max Amps could see individual cell bags in every Tuesday, I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. So if you're ordering batteries, tomorrow's the day to do it. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow or Wednesday, those are the days. <laughs> <laughs> you get the freshest ones right there, don't you? They're only about a week old. So, Tim. Yeah. You're kind of an entrepreneur of the battery industry, aren't you? Um, okay. Is that true? 
I'm scared of this question. Yeah, yeah. No, no, go. no. No, just, I mean, did, like, talk about, and, and it always interests me because I, I kind of have this fascination with electricity and, and things like that. Like, talk about what's really going on when you're pulling voltage and amperage out of these batteries through your ESCs. And I think that that's something that's very interesting. Like, is that something you can elaborate on a little bit? Hmm. Well, I'm trying to nail down exactly what you're asking. Um, like, I guess just the, the, the whole process of what you're doing when you, you know, you charge a battery, discharge battery, you know, like I, the, the chemical reactions. Oh, the pl- within the plates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mean? Like just do the, do the dumb, dumb man's version of what's actually happening there. Well, it, hmm. Let me think how I can mellow this out. It's, um, it's as simple as uh, positive and negative ions within the paste material and the plates within this bag. Basically, these bags, they manufacture these bags with a chemical inside of them and these plates inside of them. And when they make these bags, let's say they're making, um, you know, a 3,000 milliamp bag, per se. They'll make a run of these bags and they could have, you know, 50,000 of these bags. Then they all go through and they'll test them all out under basically a, a, a load machine that will put a load on them. The, the deal is, is because they test them at the bag level when they're testing them for load, uh, you're not getting any solder issues or lead wires or plugs or that stuff. Because, I mean, you know, the honest truth is if you, if you um, like, let's just use max amps. If you took 150C back and you discharge it at that rate, it will discharge at that rate. Now, your runtime would probably be like four seconds <laughs> if you're lucky. And um, the life cycle of the pack would be greatly reduced, you know, doing that kind of thing to it. So it's not something you would really, you know, do to the pack. But it, in a lot of other ways, it, uh, I know I'm sidelining off of how the pack's made, but, <clears throat> but it, in a lot of other ways, the uh, high C rating, hold on one second. Oh, that's so much better. The high C rating um, makes the pack more stable and it will hold a higher voltage for a longer period of time under load. Right. And and so um, getting back to the bag. So so the individual bags are are built and then rated and they're rated. Normally, they're they're within 10 percent of their um, capacity that they're built for. If it's 3000 milliamp, it's. You know, it's usually within 10 after that it gets pulled. But when all the bags are tested individually, they're they're rated. And they're rated basic on a basic scale of, of output and IR. And then after that, they're categorized. You basically have A through F. A being your best batteries, F being your worst, per se, out of those groupings. And so when you go in there to buy a battery, you go to you go there and you sit down at a big table and they lay them all out in front of you in um you know and the, with their letters there and they basically tell you, you know, this one's this much, this one's this much, this one's this much. How many do you want? And and you buy them. Now, all other battery producers in the US have their packs pre-assembled uh at the factory. So the bags are um rated and then, uh, you know, stored or whatever until the order comes in, and then they're processed. They're soldered together, leads, case, and out the door they go. Um, so unfortunately with that, because I've dealt 
so many times, and everybody has with manufactured goods from overseas, you have very, very little control over the quality. So um, that was kind of the biggest thing for Max Amps was to bring that process here where we had total control over that process. Um, we could pick and choose what leads, what plugs, um, even going as far. I know the first few packs I started running probably, gosh, five years or so ago. Max Amps was also the first one to bring lipos to the RC industry. Um, I guess it's been 10, a little over 10 years now. And when I first started running their stuff about seven years ago, uh, I was, I was, uh, puffing packs really bad. I was doing drag racing. I was puffing packs really bad, like one run and I'd puff a pack up. And so, you know, a lot of, there was a lot of failures that went into the R and D of it. And what we found was one, you couldn't get away with these sea level, uh, bags that everybody was, I mean, the honest truth is there's two companies in the U.S. that that are putting A-level bags in their packs, and that's Thunder Power and Max Amps. And, and that's just, unless that's changed and someone can show me, you know, their receipt showing differently, that's what the, that's what the manufacturers over there are producing, and these are the two companies that are using them. The reason why I believe that so strongly also is because Thunder Power is the largest importer of LiPos in the U.S. They supply the uh, government. So we um, we pretty much pick up every remaining battery or bag we can get that Thunder Power doesn't get. <laughs> so there's really not a lot left for anybody else. They can only manufacture. Like They may make 10,000, and 1,000 of those may be A-level bags. Hmm. So it's, it's a small percentage, and, and it's, you know, I, I know I've seen, um, gosh, I don't know his name. I forget his name right now. Uh, for SMC, he posted something not long ago talking about how he was having a real issue with getting this uh, level of, of battery. And, then, and then it really comes down to that is that there just aren't that many. I mean, they just, it's not like they go, okay, we're going to make, you know, a whole bunch of A's and they just make them. It's, it's a luck of the draw thing. They build it, they test it, and then you kind of see what you end up with in the end. We've never had a Max Amps battery uh, in our hands, eh, Matt? No. I looked originally at them for my Summit, but then... Um, real expensive. Well, yeah. that's what happened. Reality check came in, yeah. and it was like, hmm, I'm spending yeah. about $700 to get my Summit, and like uh, hell, my wife is going to let me spend another $400 to buy two batteries. Hey, man, I totally get it. And I tell people this at the show, too. Like, I totally get it. Like, they're they're not cheap. Well, but, you know, you have to understand what, I mean, no one's getting rich. You have to understand what you're paying for. And, yeah. and you are paying for Lifetime warranty. Right, lifetime warranty. But but even more than that, um, you're paying for the freshest battery you can buy. Even though Thunder Power uh, is the largest importer, the issue with Thunder Power packs is that they import so many that the average battery sitting on a hobby shelf, a Thunder Power battery, is six months to a year old. And anyone who knows anything about lipos knows the worst thing you can do with one is put them on the shelf and just let them sit there forever. I mean, it just absolutely flattens them out. And so, you know, that's just kind of it. Is you're, you're paying for that incredible freshness. I mean, it's one week old. You're paying for the fact that it's hand soldered. The tabs that we use are four times thicker solid copper tabs, where the ones that you usually get from the factory are ten or th or thin copper. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen guys with uh, Turnagees and a few other brands that constantly have their wires desolder inside the pack. Oh, Matt, what, are the, what are those ones we were using uh, for the rotary trucks? Uh, Zippy. 
Yeah, look at how many of those yeah, we ripped. Yeah, that's yeah, one too. The tab actually came out of like I'm not sure how they the actually bag. secure the tab inside of the bag. Yeah, but we've had had we've had tabs that just literally fall out of the bag. Well, you have to pay for the better tab too. Otherwise, you just get those tin, you know, those little cheapy tin, you know, copper kind of things. Well, you have to pay for a much bigger tab, and we do, and that's you know, and of course the consumer has to pay for that too. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you get to choose the wire, you get to choose the plug, you get to choose all these things, a lifetime warranty, you know, the, the wrap that goes on it, you get sick of the wrap in six months, you send it back to change it to camouflage or whatever color you want. I mean, there's a lot of things like that you get and you, I mean, you know, it's a company here that's making it. So you do get that level of service and, and I understand that. And, and people have told me too, well, you know, if, you know, if I was going for a record, maybe I would. And I go, exactly. That is my point. You know, people, people want to tell me, well, you know, they aren't that great. Well, no, they're that great because nobody goes faster than me. No one's ever gone faster than me on one cell. No one's ever gone faster than me on two cell. Uh, no one's ever run as long as I have on one pack. And so, <coughs> I mean, yeah, not yet. You can <laughs> throw it all you want. I got, I got, wait, wait, I got <laughs> one better. Eight hours and six minutes, my friend. <laughs> I got, I got one better. This is really what I want to do, um, uh, and to, to prove that there's no uh, cheating or I did something different. I want right. to ask you this, and I'm going to ask you right on our podcast. Yeah. For for, I'm not looking to beat your longest uh, time ran on on one battery. I'm going to try and beat your. Uh, longest distance traveled the, the whole lot. What I want to ask you is, would you be willing to ship me your two batteries that you use to do those records with, and those will be the same batteries that I will use? Yeah, Cause, absolutely. Because to me, that will really legitimize it. If I can go further, go longer than you did on the same batteries that you did, then nobody can say, oh, well, he only beat it because he used a 12,000 milliamp battery. No, I used an 8 and a 10. I had just two. And they were, the 8,000 was the same pack that I ran eight hours on. These, like, I only have, I mean, honest with you, I, okay, I have a lot of speed run batteries because I won 12 cells in a car. So <laughs> you, know, you have enough for three or four cars, all of a sudden you got like 90 batteries. So <laughs> I do have a lot of speed run stuff, but, but in my, like, my crawler or any of that kind of stuff, I have an 8,000 milliamp, the same one that I ran the eight hours on. I mean, I've had it for, what, two and a half years now. And I mean, Matt and I have talked about this too. The, the pack that I ran, I ran 119 miles an hour on two cells in uh, 2009. And that pack was already almost a year old at that point when it set that record. I still have that pack today and I run it within the last six months in a car that ran above the, uh, the speed record in a four wheel drive car. I mean, the thing's, you know, the thing's seven years old. It's just. You know, you, you get what you pay for. It's easy to say when you don't pay for it. I totally get that. Like, people can slam me all day long. That's super, super easy. But the facts are I bought these batteries before I got them for free because I I thought they were fantastic. And, and they, they you know, they've proven to be. Like, I, I wish people would come out and try to go faster or break my records because, you know, that's the fun. Like, it's no fun if you set a record and no one tries to break it. Like, well, woo, I, I'm not going to go break my own record. Now, now, as a person that, that does um, uh, indoor carpet racing, especially Mike, you you can chime in here any second. In indoor carpet racing, if if I go and I buy a Max Amps battery, is it going to make me faster, or is, or is is my car going to last longer through yes. through the race? It's going to last longer. So so at, at the do five minute mark when the race is six minutes, I'm still making that triple. 
no problem. What it's gonna, right. What it's going to do is the higher C rating is going to allow you to carry a higher voltage throughout the, the cycle. So if, if you're taking, you know, if you have a normal, I don't know, what, 40C battery or something like that that you're running, let's just assume it's, I mean, it's obviously not an A level. So let's just no. assume it's a B or a C level somewhere in that range. So it's probably pretty close to the truth on, on its C rating. You, you could be at, you know, as low as 7.7 volts at five minutes in, where in the same pack with the same milliamp, but, but a max amps with 100, you know, uh, 50C rating, you, you could be up in the, you know, 8.0, 8.1 volts area. And that's going to give your motor more power. It's going to give your car more power. Well, that's why some people, uh, some races check v battery voltage because some people have, you know, overcharged by, Correct. you know, a little bit. You know, nothing well, that'll kill the battery, but enough that'll give you that little bit of an edge, right? What led me into that conversation was, Matt, you remember when I had first got, oh, I don't even remember which one it is, and you lent me your Traxxas packs. Yeah. And I had one or two of the SMCs, and it was like, dude... When I go to the SM, and, and this is the SMC packs from the Traxxas ones, I was like, man, there's such a difference in the pull, in the in the power. Like with the Traxxas ones, it would wheelie, but not as good. You put the SMC ones in, and it was like, holy crap. And I remember that. Remember you were like, oh, there's no way, dude. You got the all, I gave you the controller, yeah. and you were like, holy crap. And then Jim... You were running, what were those orange packs? Eco Power. Eco Powers, yeah. The Eco With Powers. And you kind of did that same thing and you fought it forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, well, it's because they're cheap. So I, I, I'm, me being <laughs> Scottish, you know. So what, like, what I'm bucks. interested in is, is to take, I'm, I'm going to have to get one now because I'm curious. I want to compare a Max Amps to that, that same thing, the same test, like from the Traxxas to the SMCs. What about the SMCs to the Max Amps? Well, all yeah. this. Oh, what uh, what level bag he uses in those? So I can't really speak to it. Um, from you know, everyone that that I see post about it, you know, and the internet's full of hype, so it's hard to it's hard to believe either way because you know I can show you streams of people in love with Max Amps, and I can show you streams of people that claim they're the worst batteries on earth, and they owned a hundred of them. So you know, you got to take those with a grain of salt. But I know people have spoken very good about you know those batteries. So you know. I, I would have to imagine it's he's buying a pretty good bag. I know that, like I said, you know his bags or his batteries are all assembled there, so he's just he's just labeling them up. So you know, as far as freshness goes, don't know. You know, that's hard to say. It, there's certainly some level of of age on them, but if he's struggling with getting higher level, I'm guessing he's probably buying a B level battery if he struggles to get the A's. So well, I'm you thinking know what the, the biggest thing hand. with him is uh, sorry, there, Tim, to cut you off. It's the price point. Like when you're buying, what are those five thousand milliamp hour batteries? Thirty bucks for thirty bucks. Something for else too. Well, something else I should point out about the Max Amps. If you notice, if you go into the Max Amps site and you look at the milliamps on on our packs, you'll notice they aren't the same milliamps you see in anybody else's packs. We run fifty two fifties when most people have five thousands, and that's because our bags are custom made for us. So we we have a we have a better shot at getting better batteries, if that makes sense, because our runs are all for us. Um, we do not take any of the lower level batteries. Those batteries are usually resold to someone else as a 5,000, even though they're, someone gets a 5250 for free. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's kind of where that goes. Um, I've heard people, 
I've heard people say the silliest things like, well, I opened up this, you know, Hobby King pack and it said Max Amps. No bag ever says the manufacturer on it. It just has a manufacturer code that's from China. There's no uh, connection whatsoever to the level of the pack or the the, uh, end user of the pack. So just want to throw that out there too. Now, does Max Amps have... Oh, they do have some hard case ones. I'm just looking here. Yeah, like I was looking because you know I'm I'm going to be building an eight scale this year. Um, we have Roar approved packs too. Well, that's it. I was looking at the 4S Roar approved packs. It's, uh, you know, it's it's funny you you mentioned Tim that you know there's no real 5,000 milliamp packs and there's no this and you know maybe that goes to explain to as to why a lot of people get SMC packs and you know they do a discharge on their charger with them and then charge them up and you know it's a 5,000 milliamp pack but it takes you know you know whatever 5,100 or whatever the case is right there's a really good chance that they're actually getting the B's the runoffs from the max amps run i mean it really is because his batteries i mean I, like i said i you guys know and, and you've used them and and they obviously are a a good battery yeah so, I, you know he's got a good bag and and i know i know our bags the inner tabs the plates everything on ours is superior to their normal production yeah and what happens if you tell them you want to build the tim smith racing way um you get big wire and bigger tabs <laughs> <laughs> you get you get uh, what is it a eight gauge wire or thicker or ten or whatever it is it's huge it's like it's like cable for a stereo system <laughs> yeah eight millimeter bullets and uh, the the tabs the the copper tabs are so big and in a soft pack you just see these huge chunks of metal on the ends of the batteries <laughs> it looks ridiculous but hey man they push a lot of power it's just an interesting thing and I'm not trying to dispute at all that like I mean. I'd agree with you hands down that the max yeah. amp ones are better. You know, and it's I just it's a it's an interesting area of the hobby, right? Because mm-hmm. you can buy a battery for a hundred dollars, but it could be a crappy ass battery. Matt, you're gonna have to edit that out. It could be a crappy battery. I'm leaving it in. I don't even give a rat's patoot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's it, a lot of times it's where can you get the best bang for your buck, and That's I absolutely. find that a, a lot of people get lost in that, right? Absolutely right. I tell people, you know, you, you, people come to me and ask me, you know, obviously all the time about what battery they should use. And I go, look, there's a couple things you got to look at here. First and foremost, what's your budget? What can you really afford to spend? And then I'm going to point you that's to what a, I say to people too every yeah, time. I'm point you to uh, uh, you know the best product I can in that price range. Absolutely, but but that really does say it all. You know what what can you spend? If you can if you can spend the money. I, I do suggest buying the best pack. I mean, to me, I try to use the best stuff I can. And and people are like, well, I can buy 10 of these packs for one of those or whatever the ridiculous math is they use. But, you know, I have the same packs I've had for the last five or six years, and I can get all the free packs I want. But I run the piss out of these things, and they keep running. So, you know, you, you get what you pay for in some ways. Um but again, you know, you're paying for you're paying for the made in the USA. You're paying for the warranty. You're paying for the ability to contact these people and get fresh batteries that week made exactly for you with your tap. You know, everything you want on it, yours the way you want it. And so, yeah, you pay for those things. But you know, you pay it when you go to a nice restaurant too. And that's what I tell people. I mean, if you don't, if you can't afford to go to a super big, you know, high end restaurant, then you don't. And it, I don't think any worse of you. It's just that's that's totally cool. And I'm glad there's a guy like Danny selling a, a really good 
or what seems to be a really good affordable battery. I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't hate that at all. My, my only thing I get on people is when they just throw blatant lies, you know, oh, they're, they're junk batteries. Or they, well, they're far from junk batteries. I can tell you that right now. I mean, <laughs> they're far. If you can't afford it, that's cool. But unless you've owned them and, and you, you can show me proof, which all these people, anytime they show pictures of, you know, packs exploding or catching fire, and you always, the first question someone asks, what battery was that? I never see max amps come up. I never do. And that's not a that's not a, me being, you know, a jerk at all. I just don't. I mean, show it to me. I would love to see it, but you know, if you can't afford it, I totally get it. But to say they're not good is that's just insanity. So Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Holy hey, Mike, did you miss the part where I said this isn't gonna be Tim's official podcast? We never talk about batteries either on ours. I, I, I stay away from that topic. Well, no. So I'm looking at the your, your the Max Amp. I was going to say your website at the Max Amp's website, mm-hmm. and I'm a guy that I like the inboard with the bullets in them. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm looking at so for we example, I'm looking, sorry, we sell that pack. Well, you sell it with like a Traxxas end. And oh, no, no, no. They have one that has bullets in it. Okay, so it, I just have a couple. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what I like though is is that. And this is the, the the cream of the crop. The balance plug unplugs from the battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice too. Have you seen those mats? Yeah, the tap is in in the case itself. It's a, yeah. I'm like now. Are those the same size as your standard whatever battery, whatever you want to call them? The taps. No, no, like the whole pack size. So like if I let's say I bought this yeah. Yeah, case race edition. Yep. It'll fit, boom, right in my truck, just like all my other lipos, right? Yeah, yeah, it should. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem at all. I think it's the normal 7.2 or whatever it is. They do them all in millimeters, and I just hate that. Yeah. <laughs> just, sorry. We're, you know, I'm in California. We never adapted to that. Thanks, thank Jimmy Carter for that one. But <laughs> it didn't work out. One day you guys will go with the rest of the world, right? I know. Well, the worst is, is we're in between, so we have to go both ways. So yeah. it's a drag. And, you know, anyways. But no, they, they certainly do um, call, and, and you know, I'm going to throw this out there for all the people that listen to, and, and this is my little gift to the MBM podcast. Um, if, if you are interested, call Max Amps. You can call and talk to Evan or Josh or Dan, and they're awesome guys. These guys know a ton about batteries. They know a ton about the vehicles that they go in, whether it's a quadcopter or a boat or a car or something you just made up. Just call them and let them know the dimensions, and they'll push you into the right direction of what you need um and if you mention to them you talk to me or put in the code tim smith racing that's all one word uh you'll get a i don't know what you get off you get a percentage off and like free shipping and stuff so i know what the percentage is off oh okay what is it what did you say it was it's oh, no, don't. okay go ahead you can say it doesn't matter it, it's it's uh, 10 percent off yeah it's just a little bit yeah but, it, but it's, it's better than it's, hey yeah better than poking the eye right so do do they have shorty packs at because no, cause, uh, cause we carpet things. race, right? So we're they, all they about... got saddles, but they don't have shorties. I don't think. Well, yeah, the, and... the shorty thing, there's there's a couple manufacturing issues with getting the quality of battery that we like to sell in that um, configuration. So, because you know, there's a, there's a whole market there of guys who are in carpet racing or clay racing who are weight weenies, as, as, as I call them. Who want the shorty pack, you know, lightweight, with as much power as possible. But how many milliamps are the packs that you're running, the shorties? 
I'm running 30, they're 3,500, it's 7.4, 3,500 at an 100C, supposedly. So, Tim, basically what that would be for you then, that would be... 4,000. That would be a 4,000 max amps back, right? Now, the problem, let let me explain a couple problems with this, because every show I've done for the last two or three years, probably two years since the shorties got really popular, um this question comes up people come right over me when are you gonna have a shorty pack and I, well first it was like well when enough people want them we'll make them but you know until a bunch of people want them there's really no point in making them because we make we make our batteries uh you know almost per order and so the last thing we want to do is go get a whole bunch of these in and nobody buys them and uh, the other problem is is that that pack is primarily and, and that i say very loosely because the truth is it's it's completely a race pack for guys who race and the truth of the matter is most people that race have some kind of a deal with a battery company we do not really sponsor too many drivers it's just not it's really not our our market corner our market corner is the 80 percent of everyone else who owns an rc car that's never going to go to a track hey we pick the bigger side so but uh you know it's really questionable whether we could move enough batteries um, to merit going through the effort to try to get that configuration to work at the high level of pack they want. Does that, does that all kind of make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So it's just a dollar and cents thing. I know you guys don't sponsor a lot of like drivers or anything. You think uh, Max Amps has any room for, you know, three cool guys that have podcasts that could do lots of free advertising. Once I got it in there, that was in my contract. They couldn't sponsor anybody else. Oh, I see how it works. (laughs) I just locked it down right off the bat. (laughs) Like, okay, I don't want any competition, so this is how you do it. (laughs) So what I'm doing is I'm just, for for grins here, it's 137 by 45 by 15. That's a 4,000 max amps pack. A soft pack? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the other problem. These ones are 92 by 46 by 18. Now, there there might be a way to take, like, some of the uh, 2250s or whatever they are. Whatever they are, there's, like, little, uh, some of these small um, quadcopter packs. Yeah. You know, double them up and get the capacity up, and, and it would still be a weird small size. I don't know. I mean, if I really needed a battery that size, I'm sure they could configure something for me. But, you know, as a, a normal... Um, manufactured item to sell to the open public you know well <laughs> it is just not really uh hopeful right now the the guy sitting to my left right now honestly if he could get an advantage by buying a max amps pack he would i i'd, I'd drop a ton on batteries in a drop of a hat he would yeah. well the nice thing is i mean you need one i mean really it's not like you have to go there and buy six well, but Jim, would, you though. technically could buy two of these 2250s and do your own little jimmy rigging and yeah, don't do that. Just tell them, and they'll do it for you. <laughs> really? If you were if you were to call them up and say, "I want two of those twenty two fifties put together to yeah. make a forty forty five hundred, mm-hmm. they do it. Yeah, why not? Get the hell out of here, Tim. Well, why not? Well, what mm-hmm. I would do is, is I would call them and say, "Okay, this is what I'm running. What can you take to make it make mm-hmm. it as close as possible?" That is and what you. It, and put it in their ball field and let them get the tape measures out and come yeah. back. <laughs> Sit down and go, well, that's a shorty pack. We really don't make those right now. <laughs> but Tim told me you would. Oh, yeah. yeah that would be awesome. 
<laughs> then I'll call immediately afterwards. <laughs> Tim, what's the dual core mean when I'm looking at these packs? Okay, this this comes back to the same kind of thing we were talking about with uh, with you know layering up the packs, and it's essentially that instead of having two actual bags in there, you have four separate individual cells that make up a two cell pack. Oh, okay, just the way they're wired. Right, and and what that does, it it it's what helps you sustain that higher level of uh, amp draw. Not the individual bags are rated at 150 C, but you put all those together, it's it's essentially like having four batteries in line to start your car. You know, it, your car is going to turn over without any problem, and you could turn over for about a day and a half straight. And, and that's really what it is. You you're not taxing two cells. You're taxing four cells, which takes a lot less load off of each cell individually. So you just bled into another question that popped into my head while you were saying that. And it's regarding charging. And it's something that I got into and then I kind of got away from it. Is this whole parallel charging, you know, charge 18 packs all at once plugged into a parallel board uh, and things like that. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I wouldn't do that. I mean, my thought is that um, LiPo batteries are really finicky, very much so. They like to live in a certain area, and if you take them out of that area or abruptly change their environment one way or another, they will not respond well to that. Um, My experience and my suggestion always with a LiPo battery is obviously store it in a safe condition, whether in a LiPo bag or in a box. Always balance charge it. Balance charge it on lipo mode. Never over amp it. I like to charge if I let's just for number five a five thousand milliamp pack. I like to charge it at five amps. I'm not a person to overcharge it. Um, even when I raced with them, I never saw a real advantage to it. Now, if you're going to over voltage them, you know, of course you're going to see advantage to that because you put more voltage in the pack. But your uh, your life expectancy of that pack is going to diminish ridiculously from that point forward where if you were going to get 200 life cycles out of that or charge cycles out of that, you know, you, you might get 80 after you do that one time. I mean, it's, it's very, very destructive. It's not so much the extra voltage, but the, uh, style of injection of current into the lipo bag itself is not something that it's, uh, capable of handling. It breaks down the molecules within the bags and does some other nasty things and it kills the pack. I mean, regardless whether you do it one time or five times, every time you do it, it's destroying the pack internally. So, you know, charge them on lipo, charge them, charge them where they're made to be charged at. You know, if it's a 3000 milliamp, you charge it at three amps. I mean, we all kind of know how this game works. Uh, always balance charge. You know, I suggest you buy a good balance charger. I, I am not a big fan of, um, you know, these Duratrex or, uh, you know, these different kind of relabeled junkers. Um, I have personally seen too many of them fail in the middle of charging packs and, uh, none of them resulted in a fire luckily, but, the the fact that a charger would fail within its charge cycle is an extremely dangerous situation. I mean, it's just it's like lighting the fuse of the bomb, really. If you're not around paying attention, you could be in big, big trouble. And so, you know, I mean, I use Hyperion chargers. I, I Again, I get it. They aren't cheap. They're super expensive chargers, but they are fantastic. I have never had one fail, and I've used them for a long time. But to be honest with you, I have seen... Um, 
I think it's called iCharger, and you can get it like Hobby King or a few places like this, and you can get it for under 50 bucks. I think it's about 40 or 35, somewhere there, but they make some really good chargers. So, you know, look around and find one that, that's, that's what I'm using. That I, got iCharger. A, I got two 420 duos. Yeah. Which yeah. fell into my lap. We're not going to get into that conversation. Two of them. But. Two of them. You hear this guy over here? Two of them. Yeah. Uh, I have plenty. Um, the other thing that's really important about LiPo batteries is um, obviously you have to have your LiPo, you know, low end set on them. You don't ever want to run them below. To be honest with you, my number is 3.7 volts a cell. That's where I, I stop. I don't see any reason to go any further than that um, ever on a battery. You know, I've gone down to 3.2 and it probably won't do much, uh, if anything, to harm the pack. But I feel like you're at a much safer number at, at 3.7. Um, as far as storing it, it's pretty much the same number. I think 3.7 is a great storage number. If your battery is going to sit for more than a week, if you have a couple weeks in between a race, I highly suggest when you come home from the race, putting, it on, putting your charger on storage mode and allowing it to bring each cell down to 3.7 to leave it for the week or whatever. You'll get a better life expectancy out of your packs. You'll get better power out of them for the long run. So those are kind of my charging things. Listen to Mike over here. He's got all the questions. Well, it's just interesting. I mean, he's the guy to ask. True. I'm not arguing with you on that one. You're definitely right. And he's not opinionated. Well, I mean, I think Max Amps is awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're just paying me to say that, Tim. I mean, you know, no, and they are. But you know, like I said, I mean, dang. I mean, when I, especially when I was deep into speedrun racing, you know, power is everything. And... And I said it then, uh, if there's somebody that had a better battery, a fast battery, I would have used it. I mean, I needed to go fast. I would have I would have relabeled it. Like, I would have taken it out and maybe rewrapped it in Max Amp sticker or something, you know, if I had to. <laughs> matter is, is I, never, I never had to do something like that. Um, I was handed a, uh, at, at, a, at a drag race and at a speed run two separate times. The same guy, um, I don't think he works anymore, so I guess it doesn't matter, but he was he was the team dude who ran the team for uh, Thunder Power. And I drag raced with him, and I speed. he came out to a speed run race one time. And he and I drag raced together, and he took the two-cell pack out of his car that he was racing and handed it to me, and I took my Max Amps pack out and put it in my car, and I, we swapped batteries. I'm going about that in a long, long ways, aren't I? So we swapped batteries, and we go out there, and uh, he ran a tenth faster and two miles an hour faster. I ran a tenth slower and four mile an hour slower. So this is the battery from the guy who runs a team. I'm guessing it's probably not junk. So it's, you know, that's, you know, if you want to talk about comparison, there's my comparison. You know, mm -hmm. I don't put it on a dyno. I'm not going to tell you, oh, the, you know, this number says this or that. My numbers are out on the track. You know, I went 100. Oh, there's no better place. Yeah, I mean, I that's why I tell people, I'm like, you know, I don't mean this is brash, but I mean, I went 92 miles an hour on one cell. Go out, take any brand you want and go out and match that number. Even if you got to 85 or so, I would be like, right, okay, you're right there. Like, that's, you know, all right, you got a good battery, but unless you're going to go out and really, that's why I, I kind of wish, I, I, at first there was a little time where I wanted to egg, uh, uh, Danny, Danny's his name, right? Mm -hmm. Danny? I wanted yeah. to, I wanted, I wanted to egg him on a little bit. Like, you know, come do it. Like, like, I don't, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I just think it'd be exciting. I think he makes a good, I think he buys, let's say, I don't mean that derogatorily, but you know, I believe he gets a, a good product 
And so I would love it, you know? You can't, you can't, you can stand in the wrestling ring alone all day long and nobody cares, but someone gets in there fight with you and then it's fun. Everybody wants to watch. So I know the game, man. <laughs> Bring your cars. Let's do it. <laughs> you kind of calling them out there, uh, Tim? Well, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, he's got a lot of people that like to say they're the best batteries and all that. And I, I'm down with it. I'm down with the challenge. I mean, I, I, I think that that I think the best way to describe an SMC battery is it's the best budget minded battery. You Absolutely. Can buy. Yeah. I think you know, they're... And, 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 and I'm glad that, you know, we can agree on that because that is what it is. Is Absolutely. it the is it the best battery you can buy? No. <laughs> you know, right? Like you just said, you can probably, like you're saying, the Max Amps ones are the the gold nugget of the battery world. But you know, not everybody wants to spend a hundred dollars or more. Right? Not right. everybody owns a Rolex. You know, exactly. It's exactly. not how. It's, but but is it a great watch? Oh hell yeah! I mean, it's no. great. Watch, <laughs> exactly. No doubt. So yeah, but I mean, there are a few brands out there that that probably claim they're uh, better than what they actually are. Um, you know, and there's a lot of motors, speed controls, and batteries. Those three items uh, are very easy to import, to have your sticker put on it and, and have it sent here. I mean, I could have Tim Smith speed control and Tim Smith motor and Tim Smith batteries if I really wanted to. It, it's really not an issue at all. Okay. Uh, but I, the level of quality that you're actually providing to people that are buying it is, is the questionable item, you know. That's I, where it just comes down to your integrity, I guess. I'm going to bring something up, and it might touch a nerve with Mike a little bit. It's another company that you've been sponsored by for a very long time. Who, me? Yep. Oh, um, gosh. And, and Mike <laughs> had some issues with a combo, a motor and ESC combo that they sold. Now, they they fixed the ESC for him uh, in warranty. He never ran it again. I, however, did put it in my two-wheel drive short course truck and paired it up with a 540 can motor and never had an issue with it. Mm. Um which would be Novak. Mm -hmm. So, Mike, do you remember which ESC? And uh, well, Tim will probably maybe know. It was the 550 ballistic four and a half turn motor with the ESC. Uh, what was it? The Crusher that came with no, that one. No, uh, no, it was the. Hold on, Havoc Havoc Pro. Yeah, the Havoc Pro. Right, right. Yeah, I had a bunch of those, and I had a bunch of those because. You needed a bunch, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that is what you're going to say? Yeah. Okay. There, there's the answer, Mike. Well, that's it. And it confirms you know, why it left a bad taste. <laughs> I'll tell you that, you know, and, and I mean, I've, I've been with Novak for many, many years, and um, I've run super fast with Novak stuff. I mean, incredibly fast. Like I said, I've run 92 on, on one cell and 119 on two. That's That's fast, and... Their motors, to me, are second to none. I've made more power out of their 540 motor, the ballistic motor, than any motor I've ever used. I mean, I've used everybody's. I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty free about it. I'll try a lot of stuff. When you're trying to go really fast, you, you'll, you'll test with anything because you're just looking for the power. Um, but the facts are their motors are, the Novak motor is incredible. It's well made. It's, uh, it's made here, which, you know, sometimes when things get made where you have more control over the workmanship, you tend to get a better product. I know that sounds crazy, but <laughs> it is the truth. And um, the problem with the speed controls is 
There was an issue, and I won't get into the details of it, but a few years ago, a certain company in RC decided to pull a patent they had on how uh, how users interfaced with their speed control, whether they used a dongle, whether they went through a laptop, blah, 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 blah all these different ways. Well, they owned a certain way that no one realized they owned. And so they kind of came out and said, hey, you guys, if you don't get rid of that way, we're going to... We're going to make a lot of legal trouble for you. I'm really, I'm really hamming this down. So, uh, and so essentially a lot of things had to change for Novak, um, because they were using this style. And so if you notice, they went from their programming thing all back to push buttons. Everything was back on, on the board push button, you know, timing and all that kind of stuff. And during that change, uh, there certainly was some issues with software and a lot of speed controls suffered from that issue and that transition. I believe they have that pretty much worked out now. I mean, the, the few that I've used uh, recently have all been really, really great. I mean, I, to me, there's no speed control in the market has the, the uh, smooth acceleration and, in, and incredible accurate brakes that Novak speed controls. I mean, I've raced them on-road 12 scale from the mid 90s till today you know and it's a very very good speed control and there was just a weird time in there where things were screwed up and basically they had to redo everything and anybody who knows or has any part of the electronics world knows that um if you try to make a major change like your entire software package of how something works and you put it all in there you're gonna have some major issues and for uh, quite a long time it was very common that the people would contact Charlie and he would instantly ship them out a, a brain board and they would just, they were just sending them out for free Just swap this board out with this new one and everything should be all good again. And so that's all I can kind of tell you about that. I don't know your specific issue, but I do know that there was a lot of issues and I had the uh, havoc and the havoc seemed to have <laughs> the uh, havoc was the havoc. It well, seemed to have a lot of those issues. So I think I it was, also think that the other half was the controller Pro- that I was, was using it? at the time too. Hmm. Well, <laughs> which was simple too to to you know pin it down to the software was they literally would have them and maybe maybe ran them for a couple of minutes and then they would just die and and no one understood what was happening. Mike's uh, caught fire almost, and that was another thing that did it was it was I didn't want to have to mention that one, but that was the two <laughs> things I saw was was just blatant fire or they shut off. They would just. Yeah, I that think was it was it. one of the wires. I think maybe for the power switch or one it was of the on-off switch. Yeah, it, the on-off it switch. Them. Yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's internally it shorts out. It's just a FET that goes bad. It's part of the program and it just screws it up. It basically tries to tell the speed control that it's going forward and backwards at the same time, and then it just basically melts. Well, see, this is what's interesting about this whole situation, and we'll get into it. And again, it is what it is. So at that time, I was using the Spectrum. Uh, transmitter and receiver. Did we forget about not having three-hour-long podcasts? And <laughs> it was funny because it didn't matter what you did. It always went faster in reverse. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's a programming issue. I, I do know how to fix that with the Spectrums because I ran Spectrums for a while. Um, so. Like it didn't matter if you changed the, like the throttle from normal to reverse or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You had to trick it. You had, to, you had to actually set it backwards. Yeah, it was a weird process. I, I mastered it and knew how to do it, um, but it's gone away now, thankfully. So, <laughs> so you know, it was just the, the one thing after another after another, and it was just like, okay, you know what? 
I just, I, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to race and all of a sudden you're dealing with, wait a minute. (laughs) Mike, Mike, what, what ESCN motor was that buggy in? That was in the uh, Prolite at the beginning. (laughs) Oh, here we go again. (laughs) Prolite? Jim having to poke Mike about the fact that he turned the Prolite into a winner this weekend. Tim, you should have seen this thing. It was on rails. (laughs) (laughs) weapon. This guy over here. He actually, I mean, to be honest, though, I think on a bigger track, Jim, you would have been at, at a loss. Oh? Oh, no, you would have. Because the problem so. I was having is I was, I didn't change the pinion on my 4x4 short horse truck. <laughs> and I just, I literally had to give it three quarters of throttle to really get anything out of it the way it's set up right now. And that track was not conducive to three quarters throttle. Which yeah, wasn't. those 4x4 those, those by April four short 12. horse trucks. will be a bigger track. Some room You're to not going to be there legs. anyway. Oh, wait. No, at ours. At ours. Yeah. I'll be there. Sorry. <laughs> the big smile on my face. You know, as much fun as this has been, you know, I really don't want to cut uh, uh, cut it short, but we're getting on the three-hour mark. You know, Tim, I want to say thanks. I hope to yeah. do this a little bit more often, have you on, uh, yeah. just, you know, just to, to shoot it, you know, talk. Um, of course, I think we're going to set up uh, an actual full-blown MBM podcast dedicated dedicated to tim smith um kind of get through your whole cycle i know you've been through it through your podcast and everything like that but i'd still like to have it uh on our end you know you've been you've been more than great to me and i really appreciate that and uh yeah i look forward to things coming soon i'm down with it man i love it awesome so uh that being said it's i think it's 9 30 your time Yes, sir. I will let you get back to what you're doing. It's 12.30 our time. I'm sure Mike wants to go to bed because he's got to work in the morning. <laughs> uh, Jim and I are off tomorrow. And, oh, my uh, gosh. Did you look at your phone lately, Tim? Uh, you just sent me another picture? Yeah, take a look at it. <laughs> Do I want to look at this? You have to look at it before I let you go. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a lot of beers on the car. <laughs> <laughs> All these pictures will be will be available on Instagram and Facebook. I'll get a little album posted and everything like that. And uh, we've had a blast tonight. Uh, I uh, I know we're moving our podcast a different night. I know I'm move, uh, working with Tim on another night on his soon. Um, so I'm looking forward to all of it. All of it. Yeah. Awesome, guys. I all appreciate right. it. Tim, have yourself a great evening and uh, say hi to your wife. Hope she's feeling better. I will. I know she's been battling the plague, as I like to call it. She's doing much better, thankfully. Oh, sounds like you haven't caught it yet, knock on wood. No, and I even told her tonight, I go, right before I came out here, I go, man, my throat feels a little scratchy. She's like, that's how I started. I'm like, oh, oh crap. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll overpower it. I won't let it come. No, no. no. <laughs> awesome. Just drink lots of beers. You'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> all right, Tim, have a great night. I'm sure I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, guys. Have a great night. Take, Take care, man. Bye, Tim. Ciao. Yeah. Well, there you go. What a twofer of a night that was. Perfect. We had Edwin Hartman from Techno, and then Tim Smith from Max Amps, Axial. There's a whole list I could go on and on about with Tim. So that was fun. I'm sure this one will get uh, some entertainment. Of course, I know I apologize. We're close to the three-hour mark again, but um, it is what it is. Don't pull on those. Your microphone will fall out of the thing. I think there's some good battery information. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's yeah. That's why I kind of dived into it with them there a little bit. I think it's uh, something that a lot of people don't think about. Mm-hmm. You know, when trying to get that extra little bit out of the RC. And, yeah. You know, it was a, it was a great conversation, and I'm glad that uh, you know there's kind of the same thinking there. 
Uh, Absolutely. No, I, I hear you. And whatnot, and, you know, that's for everybody out there, you know. Max Amps, if you want the best of the best. Yeah, Max Amps, check them out. MKS Servos USA, check them out. Uh, who else have we got? Dutch Oven Designs, check them out. CowRC.com, check them out. Um, who else? we got a couple other ones, don't we? No, uh, yeah. Oh, Gone Banana Skins. Oh, Gone Banana Recent Skins. Yeah, check him out for your foam tires. Uh, Our new friend uh, Scott Avery there from, what is it again? Fathead Fat Racing. NRCs or something. RC Cars and Boats on Facebook. Make sure you guys check them all out. Give them a thumb and or a liking. Of course, if uh, you haven't given us a thumb or, an, a thumb and or a liking on Facebook, make sure you come check us out. We're at the MBM Podcast and... Uh, with that being said, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we appreciate everything from all you guys. Have yourselves a good one. Ciao. Oh, I, you know what the worst part is? I'm so ill-prepared for this, it's not even funny. We're out. <laughs>